This podcast is brought to you by the one and only JList.com. JList.com has all new anime figures available for pre-order. So if you're if you're a big fan of figures, you're gonna want to go out there and check that out. They've got Sakura from Card Captor Sakura in Nendoroid form. They have White Dress Saber, Heisei Sasaki from Tokyo Ghoul Re. Figures from Kimono Friends, Persona 5 figures, and more. These are all on pre-order. So you can get on the J-List website and get these figures faster than all of your friends, and you'll be the coolest one owning these cool figures before anybody else does. So get over to JList.com, put in a pre-order, and you have something to look forward to before it arrives. Now, time to start the podcast. So in the original, she's asking a friend if she has any, like, this ointment for like a rash or like and she calls it in the english dub ass medicine oh boy oh and uh okay. and of course the famous line was in the original japanese she's like okay i'm gonna go put a bunch on real quick but in the english they changed it thanks i'm gonna go butter up my poop or rip it real quick <laughs> <laughs> You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 424th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I am your host, Mitsugi in the flesh, broadcasting live from St. Petersburg, Florida. I have a cat on the table next to me. It's not Kazuo. Kazuo has not turned into a cat. It's just a cat that's <laughs> trying to eat all the wires on the table. And that <laughs> laughter you hear is a man hailing from Brooklyn, New York. He is yeah, yeah. eater of pizza, the overwatched. Subway warrior, romance film supporter, <laughs> he of tears in his eyes, the naked, the Peru- the Peruvian pocky box himself, it's Enzo. Welcome to the podcast. Did you just Game of Thrones me? <laughs> I might have. And wait, I like all of those. Um do let's send me the text of that. I'm gonna okay. make that my bio somewhere. Alright, you're gonna put that uh, on your resume. <laughs> Yeah, I want to put that on my resume for my the next The question job. is, does he remember everything? I don't know. I already lost everything you said, but I loved it. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Enzo. It's great to be here. What's up? And of course, we also have, hailing from Cincinnati, we have a woman. How are you? Oh, thanks. I am the woman. Nice it's Mandy. <laughs> I tried to do what you suggested last week, but... <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, still stuffy from my allergies, but uh, I'm making it. I'm making it through. I'll, I'll do a Game of Thrones inter- introduction for you next week, Mandy. So. <laughs> okay, Ooh, I'm thanks. excited for that one. Can I help you write it? Yeah, of please, course you may. Please, oh, no. Please. Oh, don't let him. Great. Perfect. Excellent. I, this cat is determined to destroy the podcast today. He is Dude, now walking tra- across the table. He's, he's like, I'm going to come sit on top of your laptop. I don't think so, cat. Back up. Wow. Okay, so you can find us at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. More people than ever are enjoying our, our subscription service where you can get 
400 plus exclusive podcast episodes that are just sitting there waiting for you, waiting for your, for the delight of your ears. We have our hentai episodes, our hobby addicts, our after parties. And just moments ago, we wrapped up a hobby addicts discussing the new Han Solo movie. So Enzo went to, uh, the the Friday showings in New York City just for this mm-hmm. podcast, so he could yeah, he could I, give I you his first hand uh, account. Yeah, I went, I went with two of the mods, and we went to go watch it. So uh, tune into that episode to see how we felt. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh what my god, this cat Mitsugi is. I know he's he's like <laughs> I really, love it. He's really. I love cat. it. I love it. That's a good cat. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how my cat is. Of course, I love also. It. Also on, on aaapodcast.com, you can join the Discord along the top bar right next to the to the Join the AAA Podcast button. There's the Join the Discord. So you can jump in there with the 500 other people that are on the Discord channel. Yeah. So, and um, I should probably take, take this. I have been getting asked this question. And the question goes something like this. Where's Where's Kazuo? Has Has Kazuo quit? Oh my God! Where's Kazuo? <laughs> Kazuo oh my God! Where's Kazuo? Oh my Is God. he okay? Oh my God! Mass panic, hysteria. Kazuo has not quit the podcast. He guys, is, he did not quit. Guys, no. He is um, starting <laughs> he's alive a, and well. <laughs> he's starting a new position at work and is about to move his moving, residence. Promoted. So he feels. I think he feels overwhelmed by life right now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs he's just pro- have, he's processing shit. You know. Yeah, he just needs a few more weeks to get his uh, his act in order. But you know what? I, I think that we're doing a, we're doing a plenty good job of holding down the fort with um, the Peruvian Pocky Box and the queen mm. of all games mm. herself, mm-hmm. Mandy and, and Enzo. So it's good to have you guys here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I miss him, though. I miss my baby boy, my Kazu baby Chan. You know? This cat is putting on a show. He is the show Dude, today. this cat is flaunting his shit he on the is, camera. I love it. He is enormous, and he is taking up half of the screen, but it's the half that I'm not on, so it's, like, perfect. He can yeah. just go ahead and struggle to lick his fur right, right in front of the camera if he wants to. So on this podcast episode, we're going to be doing a mailbag catch-up, because I noticed that we were, like, four months behind. And, oh, my God. Uh, Mounds of mailbag. That's too much. We, we, need, we, we need to catch up so people can actually have their, you know, their stuff answered. And, of course, we're also going to be doing a review on Koi wa Ame Agari no Yoni, or After the mm-hmm. Rain. Yes. Which I think is an Enzo mm-hmm. joint. It's a hundred percent an Enzo joint. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> you passed uh, it. I, yeah, I picked it and passed it. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, also one more quick note before we actually get the show started. Uh, you can still go to our, go to our website and vote for the listener's choice. A ridiculous number of people have already voted, but I'm going to give you guys until next weekend to vote. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got a few more days to get in there. If you go to our website, just scroll down a little. You'll see a, a bar that goes all the way across the screen. Where you can click on that and you can go vote for the ninth anime that will that we will review from the current spring 2018 season. So there's a lot of good stuff in there that that didn't pass because we just didn't have um, the time to do it. So get get over there and make your make your uh, yeah. make your voice heard. Yeah, thanks for voting for everyone that voted already. It's re- we we love it to see you guys are paying attention to it for sure. All right, so um, without further ado, let's get this started. It's time for big news of the week. All right, so are you guys Pokemon fans? Oh, yeah, of I course, am. yes. All right, so if you click on the link <laughs> that I have on the document, there is there is something funny happened. So there's this group of... Oh, I did see this in the news. There's this group called the Cutting Room Floor that is yeah. a group of gamers, I think, I, I presume that they're gamers, dedicated to revealing hidden content in old games, 
which right. of course the old Pokemon games would qualify as old games at this point. And the gamer room floor has basically tapped into a version of a, of Pokemon Gold that mm-hmm. was used at a demo in 1997. And okay. as they were picking through the data that, that was in this upload that someone put online, they found a huge pile of Pokemon that had been removed from the game that, that, that oh. could, could have been Pokemon at one point, but were eliminated for whatever reason. And so you can go to this website link and you can you can see all the Pokemon that that could have been like there are evolutions of Pokemon that that like like for example Meowth never had an evolution, but if you look on here, uh, Pokemon number one ninety six is called Konya and it's Aww. it's it's one hundred percent Meowth. Wait, Me- Meowth never had an evolution. Oh, right. He evolves into Persian. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he did. That's right. But some of these some of these didn't like like Ditto has an evolution on here. Now that is insane. And, and oh, he's so cute. Some of these are so fucking ah! cute. God damn it. I love that ditto so much. Oh, that ditto's so cute. The ditto evolution is called Beto, ba- Beto Baby, basically. <laughs> and, and I think that, that Pokemon number 196 looks like, looks like Meowth sleeping. So it could have been like... That could have been an, that could have been an early evolution of Meowth, like maybe that oh, was the starter pre-evolution. pre-evolution. Yeah, babies. So it's like a it's like a it's like a young cat sleeping. There's like obviously a Vulpix up on there. A um, yeah. The mushroom crab thing. I can't remember what its Paris. name is. Paris. That's it. That is there. Like you you can kind of tell what a lot of these originated from. Right. Yeah. Right. These are so cute. The the Konya is super cute. Oh my god. I like if you scroll down. There's like an octopus thing that that looks like a tank. It's number oh, two, 210. Yes. He looks pretty neat. Yes. He looks super <laughs> neat. Wait, what is this wet ass dog? Two forty five. Run into that. Uh, two forty five. Its name is Sui. Aquarion. Sui, Sui? which wow. means water in Japanese. And the one on the left is called Rai, which is like an electric. Right. Ryan it looks like it came out of Full Metal Alchemist. It does. Oh my god, stop, Eddie. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to say it. So oh, no, wait, wait, wait. 226 is so cute. There's a lot. 226 is like, it looks like a fat version of Pikachu. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like a chipmunk Pikachu. And his name is Kotora. I don't know what that means, but yeah, so like a lot of these look like they'd made, they would have made perfectly good Pokemon to start with, but for whatever reason... They were cut from the game, so I guess maybe they thought they maybe they thought having 250 in the first game were too many, so they slashed them, or maybe they didn't have yeah, the data that, in the cartridge. That seems likely. That seems likely to me. Yeah, it was probably a technological uh, like obstacle. Plus, also like they knew they were marketing this to kids. Prim- like, well, not kids, kids, but like you know, young people primarily. They don't want to like just jam pack you with 250 things to memorize. You know. Yeah. Hmm. But that's but a lot. But it's pretty cool um, seeing all these Pokemon that that could have been. So there's there's literally a hundred more of these. So if you go online, this article came from Anime News Network, and they got it from. Let's see, what's the original source? The original source is um, Polygon. So if you go to Polygon, you can find this article about about the, the the Pokemon that the cutting room floor revealed, and it's worthwhile. I mean, if you're a Pokemon fan, seeing all these like. Like mystical Pokemon, you know, like they exist, but yeah. they were never used. So, mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think that's happened quite a few times. I think there was one that was supposed to be like an evolution between Cubone and Kangaskhan, because oh. I think that they were trying to link the two, like like a Cubone was a baby Kangaskhan, but they kind of scrapped mm. it. They decided that was uh, too much. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of them. These are so there. cute. Oh, my, I'm obsessed with all of them. Yeah. All right. So, anything else That's about cute. Pokemon? We can move on to the next to the next thing. No. I love Pokemon, nope. though. That's Me, too. Thank Me you too. for sharing that. That's amazing. This is really a topic that Kazuo should have been here for because he's like the Pokemon super, super nerd. But, yeah. I don't know. I, oh. I used to play it competitively. Oh, oh wow. well, classic gonna, Mandy coming in hot. Well, since Kazuo's not here, I would just assume that you would beat his ass. All right. Oh, shit. And oh, here we go. Shit. Next up. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up. You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. So Studio Ghibli seems to be in the news a lot lately. And yeah. I, th I, th I think it's because they're feeling very like sentimental and nostalgic about the work that they've done over the last 40 years or whatever. And so Toshio Suzuki is recounting his first trip to the Totoro forest with Miyazaki. And also there's a book available called Totoro no um Umareta Tokoro. And that literally translates to where, to where Totoro was born. And there's a, a book that has illustrations in it by both Miyazaki himself and his wife, Akemi. Oh, wow. Miyazaki drew the spirits um, such as Totoro, and Akemi drew the images of flowers and plant life. And the book tells the story of, of the inspiration for Totoro. So you can get this online. I'm sure it's in Japanese, though. Um, so yeah, so this is art. This is very long article that tells this sort of. St it reads like a story. And hmm. according to the article, Miyazaki was this kid that kind of grew up on the streets of Tokyo. Kind of makes him sound like this tough cat, this tough kid, and. <laughs> He when he married his wife Akemi in 1965, which by the way that means they've been married like 55 years, which is awesome. I respect it. I respect yep. it. They moved to this place called Tokurozawa, which is way far away from the city. And it was during Miyazaki's walks around his new residence that he was inspired to create My Neighbor Totoro. The original title of Totoro was supposed to be Tokurozawa ni iru tonari no obake, which um. If I my translation for this would be, the like the ghost of Tokuro, of Totoro like where, that lives in Tokurozawa, and mm. they shortened it because that's not a very good title. So they shortened it to My Neighbor Totoro, which makes more sense. And uh, at some point in the past, Miyazaki wanted to show Toshio Suzuki, the studio's producer, this place where Tok where Totoro was born. And I swear right, right. this next this next little snippet kind of reads like directions to the to the forest. So here's um, here's yeah, your this, tip. This is cool. Yeah. So Miyazaki and Suzuki headed to this is I think I can't remember where I got this article. It's from. It's also from from Anime News Network, the um who probably got it from like some newspaper in Japan. Um, Miyazaki and Suzuki headed to Shin a Shin Akitsu Station and followed a road that runs next to the Seibu train line. So there's your there's your tip. Um, right. At the end of the road is Fuchi no Mori, a place Miyazaki had already been to numerous times because he's known. He, he we all know he he's this, he's this guy who like walks around the forest and picks up garbage. That's like what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the the article talks about that, and they entered this this park called. Hachi Kokuyama, 
which if you if you if you remember the question I asked my mother and does Mitsuki's mom know, and also the the clip from the discussion Kazuo and I had about the cat bus whooping yeah, his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hospital in Totoro is called Shichi Kokoyama. Shichi mm. being meaning meaning the number seven. And the, this actual real park is called Hachi Kokoyama. Hachi means eight. So he eight. literally took the name of this park, back the number up one, and made that the name of the hospital. Shichi Aww. Kokoyama. Um, which was introduced in My Neighbor Totoro as Nanakuniyama. So there's... An, there, it's they, also seven, yeah. Yeah. So Suzuki was, in this the article reads, struck by this sense of, by this feeling as they entered the area that it was like he was in the home of the gods, as he says. This, like, beautiful place that's, like, so full of lush greenery that it didn't feel like reality anymore. Like, he felt like he had entered this fantasy world. And in the middle of the walk, Miyazaki just kind of stoically utters, you know, if I didn't live in Tokorozawa, Totoro would never have been born, is what he said. And Suzuki credits this moment as the first time that he was in awe of Miyazaki and his ability to observe the like the world around him with so much sensitivity. And Miyazaki's deep connection with Tokorozawa and the surrounding area are the subject of this new book, of this picture book. So it is, it's a picture book, so it has pictures in it. So even if you can't read Japanese, it might be worth checking out just because it seems really cool. And yeah, I think so. It's like co-authored by Miyazaki himself, which is pretty badass. Mm. So, that's so. How sweet. do you guys feel? That um, all, stories like this about Miyazaki um, always lead me to just like, just validates how I feel about him more every time. because because through his work, you can you can tell that this man is sensitive to every single type of vibe around him because he picks up on such subtle emotions, such subtle ways of nature moving mm-hmm. that puts out that puts out so much more than the actions themselves so just stories like this make me just feel like yeah like i'm not crazy for for thinking that the way the grass moves in um i don't know any of the ghibli films makes me feel so happy yeah like just just the grass moving makes me feel so happy in ghibli movies and (laughs) it like it it that can sound a little crazy out of context but it's stuff it's stories like this that always make me feel reassured that reassured that i'm not crazy it's more like this is an intentional Thing that this man is able to create, you know. Well, of course you're not Something crazy. I, oh, sorry. I was gonna say I love it when, uh, like, just seeing posts online of like the side by side comparisons. Of, like, this is the anime, and this is what 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 inspired it. So I love seeing those. So I, me too. I don't know. I might buy this book because I think it'd be really cool to look at. The you book's only twelve dollars, by the way. So oh, it's only twelve dollars. It's not exactly gonna break your bank. Your bank oh, account. Yeah. yeah, so you Definitely. should buy me and Mitsugi one too. No, That's I'm right. good. I'll buy myself one. But, <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> I'll buy it on Kindle. <laughs> oh, man. That's wrong. That's just wrong. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, the $12 price tag sort of indicates that they're not really trying to make money off this book. They're, they're trying to mm. just put it out. I wonder how big it is. I don't know. They're trying to. Share share something special about the pa- about the past of themselves and about Totoro and the, and they're trying to and they're they're, yeah. they're they're reflecting upon upon their their long careers and yeah which is kind of sad because it, ma- it makes you feel like it's the end of of everything for for Studio Ghibli but um but Ghibli can never die because the movies yeah, are are too good they're, I don't want to. 
I don't want to think about that. That's so, uh, uh, that's such a like um, such a melancholic type of train of thought to think that Ghibli might die. Oh my god, no, no thanks. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. All right, so the good, the bad, and the moe this week is all... It's all Japanese news articles. They're all from the Japan Times. Um, Sapporo issues cards to verify uh, LGBT partnerships. So Hmm. the city of Sapporo began... I put this as the good because I feel like it's a it's a step in like the right direction for Japan. Yeah, uh, of the city of yeah. Sapporo began issuing cards serving as proof of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender relation partnerships on Friday, as a response to calls from couples seeking a portal seeking portable evidence that they can present in emergencies and other situations. Um, so Japan, the city of Hokkaido. Started authenticating partnerships, partnership oaths submitted by sexual minority couples in June last year. LGBT partnerships, they don't they don't entail legal rights or obligations under civil law in Japan the way that marriage okay. does. But the new card is expected to be of use when couples are um, for rent for renting accommodations or if they wish to visit partners in the hospital and other situations. So they're at least like acknowledging the. I mean, it's a step, but I'm so I'm so sad that you still have to need a card. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like I I listen. I will take any small victory in the right direction. Yeah, of just definitely. like yeah. pure acceptance to this to like LGBTQ um, people out there. Um, but like, this is such a baby step. But it is mm-hmm. good though. It's good. It's good because there like it would be super sad if you are in love with someone and you want to go live together and then like they don't believe you or something like ah, yeah. that's also sure. awkward and then, like to not be able to visit that person in the hospital that is so sad as well so yeah i think support is onto a good thing here and i hope that like whatever the fuck they need to like have this proof to be good leads to like rights you know like that's expands great, and you know? yeah so yeah i'll take it like good that's a win yeah I thought you so know, too. Hats off to Sapporo, so good shit. Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way. Um, for the bad, Canon, the film company, ends film camera business after 80 years. Canon Inc. has put an end to 80 years of their film business. The company announced the end of sales for the EOS 1V, which was their last remaining film camera model as the inventories of the camera ran out. Canon ceased production of this camera back in 2010. The, uh, the EOS V1, which was released in 2000, um, gained popularity among um, camera enthusiasts, but demand started to shrink because of the use of digital cameras. So digital has you know, completely taken over the yeah. film camera. Like with everything else, yeah. Among other major Japanese, um, other major Japanese film camera maker Nikon still sells film cameras, so you can get them from yeah. Nikon. But I imagine they're oh. going to be pretty much done with that soon, too. Yeah, and this is something that um, a lot of my friends are, they work in film, editors, directors, you know, camera, cameramen. Um, they're all so bummed about the film industry dying because they like, they love the feeling of recording on film and like having the film 
be put together like that. Yeah. Even though it's a lot, more, even though it's a lot more, it's a lot, it's a lot more work. But they, you know, they like editing digitally, way better in a million different ways. But and I, I, there's no pro to film aside from like a certain type of quality that you want versus digital because it just makes your life like way easier. But um, they're all bummed about this, and it's really just it, lately. It's really just been uh, major directors in the industry. Um, keeping this alive, just like like Christopher Nolan and like J.J. Abrams, they've been like huge vocal majority to like no no no, y'all are still gonna make film because I make I I record my film on seventy millimeter, so like you need to you need to get this shit still yeah. made. Um, they, if if they're calling it quits, they're calling it quits, man. And I don't I can't blame them from a business respect from a biz from the business side, right, Mitz? Like you can't yeah. expect them to do this forever. Business is business, and you in, in business yeah. you have to continue. You have to continue evolving, and moving, or you die. And they can't, right. they can't, they can't sacrifice their business for the demands of a of a, of a small minority of people that want to have film. So right, I totally agree. And it's it, it's only weird things like the vinyl craze the last five years that keep vinyl alive for, when it comes to music. But digital sales are just way more still. But there's there's still a place in society where a lot of people still buy vinyl enough where companies still press yeah. to vinyl. But mm-hmm. in terms of film, which is even more of a subset, um, yeah, I don't I don't see it surviving any longer myself. You know. So were Canon's digital cameras not doing well? No, Canon's they no, sell. A, the, yeah. the, the digital cameras have taken over the the non digital cameras basically, and people aren't interested in film cameras anymore and so they're they're just slashing that business segment oh okay so canon's not shutting down for good just nope. the no film just, just oh, that one okay. type of never camera. mind just film sorry yeah. <laughs> um for the moe princess akio joins a summer school program in london so princess akio is the 16 year old princess and she's the only child of the crown prince naruhito and uh and and the crown princess masako She's gonna to go to a three-week summer program at Eton College. That's on the outside. That's on the outside portion of London, from oh. late July to early August. Um, and she is. This is the same school from which Prince William and Prince Harry graduated. She will study, which may, which means it's probably super like bougie. It's it's like yeah, it's 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 probably the most royal shit in the universe. Uh, we have a history, <laughs> we have a history here. Of, uh, Everybody, please come back from your uh, daily tea break um, to study stuff. Thank you. The, the atmosphere of Aiton College is how do we say mm, royal? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she, she will study uh-huh. English and British culture and. It will be her first overseas stay on her own, and she will live in the dormitories with other students. Can you imagine, like, your roommates at the Princess of Japan? Um, her parents have, have supported oh her decision and hope their daughter can broaden her views. Um, so it sounds like a lot of fun for her. This is interesting, though, because yeah. think of the implications of their, of their kid learning Western ideals and then coming back, and then what if she sticks with them? You we, know? we could have a, a Meiji restoration. Yeah, it'd be it's so to me it is so interesting how much Western ideals are bleeding into Asia. Um, it's very interesting for me to, to to like sit down and think about because like South Korea, for example, they've taken so much and they're they're oh, yeah, changing they a shit ton too. So Do I know what else interesting. is interesting? What's up? I'm not wearing pants. Ooh. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I'm not. Ooh. It is super hot outside. Would, today. Would anybody hot. like to try to guess the color of my Tommy John underwear? Blue. 
Blue. That's correct. Blue. I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna show my. I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna show my butt. There it is. <laughs> show your butt. Oh my god. I did. I showed it. Wow. Okay. All right. So who, who, who <laughs> what wants? What just to, happened? <laughs> I, I, I. You don't even want me to get on this table and twerk. Okay. You definitely should though, because why not? Well, there's a give sleeping the, give cat. Give the people a show. Give the people a show, Vince. This cat is so enormous. He takes <laughs> up. He takes up a quarter of the table. He's so big. Jesus. Yeah, that's a that's a fat cat right there. <laughs> he's not fat. He's a Maine Coon. He's just giant. He, he's the big. He's the big boy. He's he is he's larger than the average size of a, of a bobcat. So wow. It's like living with a bobcat that likes to sleep on top of you. It's really that's it's good. Aw, it's awesome. Who wants to handle the trivia? Because I've been talking a lot. Um. This week's uh, trivia, which and you can find it on our website. Scroll down on the. AAA podcast website, and you can find the weekly trivia where you can uh, win some cool prizes. There'll be a picture, and you just send in your answer. Where our current theme is Japan sightseeing, so you can yeah. just send in where you think that picture is. And this week's answer is Ushiku Daibutsu. That's right. And uh, I call bullshit yeah. on this. People, did, there's no way so many people can do this answer. Um, People definitely. Did used, they do a Google image search? They, they I, usually just, they just did a Google. I'm image calling search out them. every single person who answered this correctly. The Ushku <laughs> Dai Butsu is the largest Buddha in the world. It's like three and a half times as tall as the Statue of Liberty. Um, oh wow! But it's in Ushku, which is an area of Japan that nobody would ever go to. It's um, uh-huh. you would consider it very rural. So, hmm. but but the correct answers were Murner Burt, Dick Chocolate, Chibi Rob, Midnight Crow, Funky Walker, Dirty Talker, Full Metal Alcoholist, <laughs> Good Lord, Karate Failure, Rumple Foreskin, <laughs> Ryu, oh, <laughs> Someone that kills God. Me. Good God, Kenko, The Bearded Guy, SC7639, The Grumpy Lump Fish, Manly Mudkip, um, the Golden Jedi Link and Niseko Maki Maiko. What was what? Niseko Maiko? So, oh, good go. job, everyone. Correct answer. And this week's winner is Karate Failure. That's nice. right. Nice. Congrats. That's right. So, the this yeah. next round of trivia is the last round in the current for the current round of trivia. So, oh, get in there and, and uh, or actually, no, actually, I think there's two more, but this one's super easy. So go to the website. I guarantee you'll know it. It's very easy. It's a softball. So get in there. There you go. And you could win fabulous prizes. Yes. Fabulous. Your, your, your life will be changed forever. Only top tier prizes here at the AA podcast. You know? mm-hmm. And in honor of Enzo and my Broadway trip, your life could be changed for the better. <laughs> For the better, baby. All right. Man, I love Wicked. Okay, sorry. All right, so um, we have an intro trivia question, and it's about Mount Fuji. How tall is Mount Fuji to the summit within 500 feet? Let's see if anybody can get it right. Mm, I do not know this myself. I have no clue. And when we come back, we will have the Manga Minute with Mandy, and we will also have... A a segment of which we, we will be catching up on our mailbags because we were hideously behind. So don't go anywhere and we'll mm. be back in a minute, so stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned. Hey all you anime addicts, it's Mitsugi here, and it's time for your anime news break. Leading us off today, we have Yuri on Ice news, so pay attention. 
There is a rumor that an ice skater named Jeffrey Buttle is going to be helping with the choreography for the upcoming Marianne Ice movie. So on Twitter, Buttle was announcing that he was assisting with the Yuri on Ice film and that he was up all night working on it. And it looks like they're going to be using him to do some of the animations for the ice skating scenes as he was decked out in X-Sense 3D motion tracking gear that is often used for video games and whatnot. So that's pretty exciting. So the upcoming Yuri on Ice movie will probably have some pretty realistic looking ice skating. So get excited for that when that'll be coming out later on. Next up, well, Go Nagai, the creator of Devilman Crybaby and also a, just a prolific manga creator throughout the years. The man has 50 years of fantastic work under his belt, making him an icon in the anime community. And to celebrate this, they are doing a Go Nagai exhibition in Osaka and Tokyo. So the Osaka Culturinarium at Tempozan will host the exhibition starting on September 8th through the 24th. It's going to contain over 600 manga manuscripts with color illustrations. And one area will recreate the world of Mazinger Z and Devilman. And will have special secret materials available for your viewing as well. Also, Nagai is going to be visiting the exhibit on opening day to sign autographs. So if you're a fan of Go Nagai and you want to get an autograph by him, you can go to this exhibit and he will sign an autograph. They will have original goods on sale, including all kinds of different goods related to Mazinger Z. So if you're so if you're a fan and you don't have anything for him to sign, you can probably pick something up at the exhibit and then have him sign it before you leave. Next up, Tokyo Otaku Mode has confirmed that they have undergone a restructuring. The company reorganized and restructured and co-founder and chairman Tomohide Kame is still with the company after the restructuring. So on May 30th, the issue of Kanpo Publishing announced the resignation of some foreign company representatives of the Japanese branches of the company. As of April 1st, they are reorganizing their corporate structure. They are going to be discontinuing an American and a Japanese branch and opening a new American company and a Japanese branch as well as part of the restructuring. So it looks like a Tokyo Otaku mode is shuffling things around, but hopefully they're still doing well. And rounding us out, we have an anime that's been greenlit. Suesha announced that Kaguya-sama War is Love, the manga, is getting a TV anime, the manga being done by Aka Akasaka, the, the, the Japanese title being Kaguya-sama wa Koku Rasetai Tensai Tachi no Renai Zuno Sen. Woo, that's a mouthful. The synopsis of the anime is Kaguya Shinomiya and Miyuki Shirogane are two geniuses who stand atop their prestigious academy's student council, making them elites among the student body. But it's lonely at the top, and each has fallen for each other. There's just one huge problem standing in the way of this love. They're both too prideful to be the first to confess their romantic feelings. So, who will who will confess first? Sounds like a romance comedy, so if you're into that kind of thing, look out for that coming out later on. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Mandy, I've got a great idea. All right, let's hear it. Okay. What if, now hear me out, what if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, maybe even hentai episodes, if you're nasty. Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for like years. How did I not know about this? 
Um, you've been in like a ton of those episodes. Come on, Mandel. My name is Mandy. Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that. Like yourself speaking? Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes. Actually, they're only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah, if you go to aaapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month. Whoa, that is a steal. All right, so where do I go to sign up? I just told you. aaapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just, just, just go to aaapodcast.com slash join already. And now, great moments in Anime Addict's anonymous history. What is your video game Mount Rushmore? I would say Mega Man. Mega Man it deserves to it's be on this nowhere list. nowhere near the Mount Rushmore. Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. Are you kidding? I mean, yes, Mega Man has some great games, but who? Are you kidding me? Dude, you are out of your mind, man. Mount Rushmore? You're crazy. You're going to put Master Chief that hasn't contributed anything to gaming, and you're going to knock out... 100%. And you're, you're going to knock out Mega Man, which basically solidified Capcom as a game company. And now, where are they now? now? One, one of the biggest video game companies in the world, responsible right. for Resident Evil, uh, uh, when was the, arcade machines. When was the last, oh my God, was the last good Resident it. Evil? I can't believe it. Hasn't Capcom stopped making video games? No. I would argue absolutely 100% without a doubt that Sonic the Hedgehog, who yeah. basically founded Sega himself, and, is more important than Master Chief. And he fell off a cliff just like Mega Man. But that doesn't matter. He created an entire company. Without Sega, you wouldn't have the Genesis, the Dreamcast. What the? Who Arc- cares about the Dreamcast? Arc- dude, that system was... Dude, Sega Corp is a gigantic company that, that makes... That makes like half of Japan's arcades. Becom says, where is Sega now? Making, making billions and billions of yen. In the video game industry? Yes. In the video game industry. Dude, you're nuts, What video man. games are they making? They make tons of video. Dude, you're. What video you're, games? You're only what's, think, what's big? What's dude, a big Sega video game right now? Dude, what's a big game? I need, I need, I need you to calm I'm down so I can talk. I just want to know. And now, back to the podcast. All right, and we're back to the podcast. So welcome back. Yo. Thanks for sticking with us. Hello, man. What's that a- that uh, little that little audio clip of you guys discussing the Mount Rushmore video games always gets me kind of triggered. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Kazu has no idea what he's talking about. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, we're back though. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, welcome back to the podcast. So we had an in-show trivia question. So the question was. How tall is Mount Fuji? Can you get it within 500 feet? And anybody, either nope. of you have a, have a guess? And I'm glad I fixed the YouTube audio, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's it awesome. Was, it was OBS, which is like the worst software known to mankind. Mm. Um, it just randomly changes its <clears throat> settings. But, okay. But yeah, you guys but think, yeah, how I, tall is it? I have no, I have no guess. My guess was like, do I? my guess was like 20,000. <laughs> Yeah, that's not even close. Big. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Mount Fuji is 12,388 feet. Wow, that's still so that's still so ridiculous amount. Holy crap. And I climbed every foot of it. No, so. you didn't. Nice. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. 
That's you awesome, you dude. Know I, know know that. I have a Mount Fuji walking stick in my house that has all of the brands on it from every, from all of the ten. I did not stations know that, that are dude. That's Fuji. awesome. Yep. Whoa. Is it true they have like a like uh, like a store up there or something? Yeah, yeah. There okay. are That's um, there are ten stations. Four of them are below the tree line. The fifth station is is where the tree line ends, and then there's five more past that that are just places for you to get some food or take shelter on the mountain, oh, the wow. side of the mountain. And they're mostly awesome. like they're mostly like like these little huts that you don't like you don't feel even remotely safe in them. But mm. I guess they haven't fallen down ever, so. Why not? So there they are. <laughs> Interesting. So the people who work there, how do they get up there every day? They climb it? <sighs> That's a great question. I my my <laughs> I've always wondered that. <laughs> my my personal belief is that they probably do it in like shifts, so they're probably like on duty for a week or two weeks and then they then they you know, go down and then someone else goes up and they take, hmm. you know, kind of like how firemen or nurses or whatever do like long shifts. Yeah. So but oh, it's, it would not be, so be a company, it, would, it would be a shit job. I'll tell you that. It would be so oh, yeah, funny definitely. to see like a like a chubby person running one of those stores, oh, like a, no. like like the eleventh one up or like the tenth one or something. <laughs> I, other than other than That's walking awesome. up though, I don't know how you get up there. I guess maybe you could do it on a four wheeler. Maybe if you went up the other uh-huh. side, that's a little less. Where they've cut the path in a in a manner that's very zigzaggy and it's easier to go up and down it. <laughs> You mean Mount Fuji doesn't have an elevator? <laughs> nope, no elevator. No space <laughs> elevator for Mount Fuji. Hmm, that's a shame, Damn. huh? Guess I'll never see the top myself. <laughs> but um, if you um, if you have interest in Mount Fuji, at least the first half of it is super nice because not no, hardly anybody wants to climb it from the bottom. They always want to start from the halfway point. But the bottom oh, is yeah. the the bottom is the nicest po- nicest part because it's like this serene forest. Where it's all quiet and there's no other people. It's very like yeah. Miyazaki's Totoro Forest, like you know, mm-hmm. at the bottom of Mount Fuji. So I recommend you at least do the bottom of Mount Fuji because it's very cool. Yeah, right. I will. I mean, it's not that I don't want to. It's just I have to get back in shape first. Otherwise, I would literally just roll over and pass out. It's a slow climb, Same. Enzo, because <laughs> once you get halfway, there's a lot of people, so it, you you move pretty slowly. So. It's right. it's very touristy. It isn't like it isn't like Mount Everest, you know. You're not like carrying right. oxygen tanks and shit. All right. So shall we dive into into Mandy's new segment? <laughs> and now let's take a minute for the manga minute with Mandy. And take it away. Alrighty. So. My, Mandy's Manga Minute is where I take a minute to just talk about a manga that maybe you haven't heard of and hopefully help you find something else new to read. And this week on Mon- Mandy's Manga Minute, I am doing The God's Lie. The God's Lie is a slice of life drama written and illustrated by Koori Ozaki. And the story is about Natsuru Nanono, a sixth grader who lives alone with his mother. And he strikes up an unlikely friendship with the reserved and driven Ryo Suzumura. And Natsuru plays hooky from school, um, from soccer camp that summer, and instead of telling the truth to his mother, he spends all his time with Ryo and her little brother at the rickety old house, where a dark secret threatens to upend their, fragi- their fragile happiness. Mm. And this manga came out in April 2016. It's only one volume long, so it's a very quick read. And um, Kaoru Ozaki, the author, is also the author of Immortal Rain, which is a fantasy shoujo manga that was published in the magazine Wings. And both The God's Lie and Immortal Rain are uh, available in English, both digitally and in print. 
And um, <clears throat> without spoiling like the whole secret, the dark yeah. secret of the manga, I want to. I can say that it's a it's a bittersweet coming of age story. It's not like a horror if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> but um, it the cover is a little bit misleading because it does look like it's a romance. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't label it as a romance myself, but it does touch on emotions and comfort to kids finding each other when they're faced with a very difficult time in growing up and um yeah it's a very quick read very clean artwork and if you're interested we are currently reading it from manga club so um that will be on june 13th wednesday june 13th uh in our discord channel at 10 p.m est and yeah just read it come in and we'll we'll discuss it we're also reading uh she and her cat oh as well she and good. her cat, <laughs> both which is reads, a Makoto sure. Shinkai work. Yep. Mm-hmm. We, uh, they're both just one volume long, very quick read. So if you, this sounds interesting to you, just check it out and uh, yeah, come and discuss it with us. It'll be fun. Is this an yeah. Iashike anime or a manga? This, no. No, this is very much a drama. <laughs> okay. But it's a very, very quick look into just a kid's life. It's not like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very quick read. Okay, well, thank you, Mandy. That was Thanks, that's, Mandy. Uh, that was a good suggestion. That's an easy one for people to watch, to sort of pick up. You know, oh for sure, you're not gonna have to buy it's, thirty manga. Yeah, it's also been really popular. It has a really high score on Mal. I can't remember what it is. I wonder if Mal's up now. <laughs> it, uh, it's it's yeah, working it's a little bit. It's working. Pieces a little of bit, it are yeah. going back up. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, so it's uh, it has an eight point nineteen on my anime list. Oh, so. that's high. It yeah. is high. So. so yeah, hopefully <clears throat> I help you find something new to read, and yeah. M- Mandy's gonna learn you something. You're gonna learn something whether you <laughs> want to or not. Y'all gonna learn today, boys. You're gonna learn some <laughs> things. All right, let's do some mailbags. Here we go. Yeah. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. Hitting that dance. Anime. Uh huh. I don't dance. Let's anime. go. Let's do it. All together now. Do it if you know it. I changed. <laughs> I changed the bag workout. <laughs> I changed the camera angle uh, of our live show because there's no there's no one sitting over here and there is a cat and he looks so grumpy. <laughs> that does. cat looks, looks like hot. he owns your life and the studio. He thinks he owns everything. So. Oh, oh my god! Look at that face. cat. He's so pretty. He is pretty. Yeah. He's a good kitty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's good. All right. So we we were four months behind on mailbags. Oh my God! Oh, Did you really so, get that bad? Oh jeez. So after after today, we we will only we will be far more far less behind than we were. So awesome. we got about a dozen mailbags for you here, and we're gonna read through them. Some of them are really long, unfortunately. And um, the first mailbags was submitted <laughs> by a name that almost broke me when I entered it. So who wants <laughs> oh to? Oh my God! <laughs> what? I, can I read it, please? Yeah, of course. All right, the first mailbag of our mailbag catch-up segment has been entered by Low Fat Tit Milk. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Low Fat Tit Milk says, What is up, AA crew? I would like to talk about writers that you would like to see attack a different genre or style than they would than they are generally known for. For example, Hideaki Sorachi is known for his comedic points. Uh, though Jean Thomas' note up animated is pretty hilarious to me. Uh, it's pre- 
is pretty hilarious to me, yes. But some of the arc ideas in, in Gintama are actually really interesting and could be great anime show concepts on their own. The problem is that he's always going for comedic value. So, what what writers would you like to see switch it up a little bit? I like your answer, Mandy. Yeah, um, I was going to say Inio, um, Inio Asano, yes. who is the author of uh, Oyasumi Pumpun. And Solan Inn. Did you say Poon? Yeah, the name of it is Oyasumi Poon yes. Good night, my <laughs> sweet Poon. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Well, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> ah, jeez. Anyways, uh, um, he, he does a lot of very emotional works and very psychological. Um, but his art style is very... It's, it's more realistic, so I would love to see him do like just a straight-up horror manga. Like... Mm. Junji Ito style, like he has um, done Nijikahara Hologram, well, Holograph, which was labeled as a psychological horror, but um, I read through it, and I mean, I, I wanted like a more traditional horror, like that one is very psychological and very hard to follow, actually, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that'd be awesome, I think his art style would work for it, too. Yeah, and I, I also like I, I haven't been like the most faithful reader of manga, but yeah. this the writer that Mandy suggested, Asano, he has been suggested to me a million times because Oh, everyone does. Yeah, because everybody everybody recommends him to me because of the way yeah. he writes that I would see a lot of like emotional um substance in really well through his writing. So I also like to see him tackle like to take that because here's the, here's the, the to me horror is the is the most horrific when it's mm-hmm. subtle when it's really subtle and um and I think he would kill it if he tried it um I was gonna go with um the the author of a manga that we read for manga club um the author of my lesbian experience with loneliness oh yeah um uh, Kabi Nagata because mm-hmm. the way she wrote that book was very real and I I want I want to see her write fantasy. Oh, that'd be interesting. I think that'd be really interesting to see how she tackles fantasy. I haven't looked at all her works. I'm curious what else she has done. I should look into that. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see how she can write fantasy, but with her human touch, you know? Hmm. So, I'd like to see that. Yeah, and if Inio, or Inio Asano has done a horror, I don't know about it. So, <laughs> I've only read the ones that um, have been released in English so far. So it's possible he has done a horror, and I just don't know about it. <laughs> Maybe uh, my Liz would know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Liz, where are you when I need you? <laughs> I don't really have an answer. I mean, honestly, if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't really, I, I don't often pay attention that closely to the to the writer of a, of a manga or the writer of a of a of an original anime story. Like I, I don't normally pay attention unless it's a big name that like a really big name that I right, right. that you know is the reason why you'd watch it. You know, like a lot of people wa- a lot of people watched Silver Spoon because it was the original creator of Fullmetal Alchemist. Um so like things like I that. I did not know that. What? Unless I totally screwed that up. That's that's true. Um, wow. Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that at all. That's yeah. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, I don't really have an answer, but I'd like to see I'd like to see Mamoru Hosoda do more different do different things. Like he does a lot of like these grandiose like fantasy dramas, you know, like mm. like Wolf Children and um, oh the, yeah, you know, I think oh just, yeah. I I think I mean, but I don't know if he's really considered like a writer. You know, he's a director, so I don't really know if that qualifies. But I see. 
but I, I feel like I don't really see enough like mecha stuff, like mecha films, like war, like war stories. And I, I, I always want more of that, you know, but not Gundam because it seems like that's the only like <laughs> mecha war stuff we get is Gundam. So, you know, I, I'd like to see more of that. And I think, um, Mamoru Hosoda could probably take like a very serious, like his very, his very like dr- dramatic approach to his writing. Um, yeah. and could make a very like powerful piece about like a futuristic war maybe because i mean we all know that like the girl through the girl who left through time wolf children like these these are these these are these massive films that most people will have at least heard of and they're and they're powerful dramas so i'd like to see him take that kind of that kind of power and use it for a genre that's sort of underserved Mm -hmm. yeah man i'm I'm, sign me up that sounds good to me but i don't know if that counts because he's not really a writer so at least he's not known for that yeah, I still now, who wants it, who wants to read this next mailbag that is tremendously long? I, you know what? I'll read it because because <laughs> I didn't shorten it. Magical something writes, "Hey Triple A crew, my brother recently got me to sit down and finally started the Walking Dead series. And while I can't okay. say I enjoy it as much as I do some anime I'm watching, it has made me think a lot more about zombies. Mostly that old My Zombie Apocalypse team meme. And being that I almost only watch anime." My spots are filled with various anime characters, and it got me thinking what your guys' teams would look like. The meme was comprised of eight slots. Oh, good lord. The team leader, the brawler, weapons expert, brains, medic, uh, speed fighter, mascot, and the guy who dies first. Yes. To keep things a little interesting and make it a little more challenging, I suggest you lock your selections based on something, based on the setting of an anime. For example, if you were to use Guts from Berserk anywhere on your team, you must only pick characters from anime that have a similar setting. Jesus. Mm, that's a hard... That's a... <laughs> we, that's should we shove that, dude? I mean, I made my team. You did? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I did. I don't... I cannot off the top of this one. Off Holy the top shit. Of your head? Yeah. I oh read my. this earlier. This is super like, interesting, I didn't though. I put some thought into it. <laughs> yeah. No, wait. Mandy, let... let I want to Go learn. ahead. Let's hear what you have. Yeah, let's hear All it. All right. My zombie team. And I did the easy one. The setting is high school. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my team leader is Sakamoto from Sakamoto to Sky because he's just the coolest. He yeah, has to be the leader. he's the coolest guy. Yeah, he's leader. Cool. <laughs> my brawler is Hana from Prison School. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> She's a blonde. She's she is super angry the worst. <laughs> Uh, my weapon expert is Sosuke from Full Metal Panic. Good, good. My brain is light because I, I don't know. Because he, well, he's a one. genius, so yeah, yeah. My medic is uh, Shizuka from High School of the Dead. She was the nurse. Nice, nice. <laughs> my speed fighter is Kuroko. Hot as hell, oh, they're so hot! Oh god. <laughs> my speed fighter is Kuroko because <laughs> he's just gonna vanishing drive through zombies. <laughs> He's gonna be just—he's—he's he's gonna be like dipping in and out of them. <laughs> yep. He's going to abandon the whole team. <laughs> My mascot, because I was just being stupid, is Mekazawa from Karate High School. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> My guy who dies first, poor Tanaka. Oh, of course, yes. I was hoping you'd say Tanaka for the guy who dies first. <laughs> Because if someone is not gonna run from zombies, instead I was like, "Hold on, can can we roleplay that real quick? Can you be a zombie coming at me and I'll be Tanaka?" Oh boy, who me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a zombie coming at me right now. Uh, Okay, you you want me to do my best, like zombie? Yeah, yeah. Do that. I'll be Tanaka. It'll be super quick. Here we go. 
Yeah, do okay, it. This is going to be super do weird. It. I've never thought of it. Zombie sound <laughs> stupid. All right, you ready? Yes, do it. <laughs> Whoa, that was, oh, that was actually really good. Wait. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and all, all Tanaka would do would be like, oh, a zombie. Oh, a zombie. Yeah, and then just <laughs> This death. is too much trouble. And <laughs> and dead. Wait, oh my God. why did you make me act that out if you're not going to act out Tanaka? I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Oh, in yeah, my true. dreams, I'm going to hear that noise. <laughs> I feel like I was cheated. Anyway, like next was, mailbag. I think if, if I had to make a team, it would be like a team is a team comprised of from those animes that have just like obnoxious like moe girl characters in them. So there's a bunch of these like there's like Lucky so Star, there's Sword no Oto, there's Kaon, there's Kaon Two, there's Azumanga Dayo, there's um, girls in Panzer, like all these like moe blob girl shows, right? And yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter who fits what role on the team. The only the important thing is that they all die. <laughs> um, and to me, that's oh, yeah. the best possible story. So when when you say the the guy who dies first, really it's the girl who dies first. It's not important who dies first. What's important is that they all die and that you enjoy watching <laughs> them die. That's oh, the, sure. that, that's the important mm. thing. So, a, so you're you're writing a top shelf, top tier, masterful gore porn of moe blobs dying yeah, to zombies. Absolutely, I see. I see. <laughs> Very on brand. <laughs> Very on brand. Very on brand. All right, should I should I read the next one? Sure, go ahead and go take the it. short one. You. Wait, I did short, not plan it. Stop! I didn't plan it this way. I haven't read one yet. I think I should. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You should go. Sorry, you said you should go. You should go. <laughs> the Viva La JD writes, "Hey guys, I'm wondering if any of you had a chance to check out Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I think it is quite good, and but I'm curious to see what you guys think. I have Ooh. not. <laughs> I uh, my friend, my friend bought it. I did not buy it. I played it with him a little bit. Really fun for like uh, like two hours, and then I didn't ever think about it again. So. That's just my honest opinion, but I also only literally play Overwatch, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, every every time, yeah, right. <laughs> every time I go on the Discord, Enzo is always on, but it's it always says always playing Overwatch. Overwatch, always. Yeah, I need to I need to smash some fools, dude. All he day. does have other games, guys. He just refuses. Enzo, you mm. should put put over put Overwatch aside for a for a week and play God of mm. War because the game is a master the game is a masterpiece. I, I listen. I listen. I'm listen, telling guys. you right now. No, listen, guys, 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 guys. This is not. It's not you. It's me. Okay. Listen. Here's what's oh, happening. Oh no. Are you breaking I'll, up? Are with we us? breaking up? Yeah. yeah here's the thing. Here's <laughs> That's the thing. What it sounds like. Here's the thing. You oh want me God. to be a certain way with my gaming. I understand that. That I have problems. <laughs> I have frustrations. I work in a very high pressure environment. When I come home, and I turn my PC on. I just want to smash some fucking noobs with no remorse. Mm. People with feelings that are getting crushed by me. That's what I want from Overwatch. Mm. And God of War won't give me that. Mm. And that's all. Oh, I, I disagree. Arguable. Mm. <clears throat> well, mm. okay, not noobs, but you'll be smashing some jogger in the face. That's, that's the true. thing. I want, I want, <laughs> I, I love smashing kids. They all chat me going, "Oh my god, you're you're cheating! You're you're smurfing." That's what I live for. Smurfing live for that shit. <laughs> what the hell I is smurfing? Smurfing is when you when you are a high ranked player and you yeah. play and you start a new account and you shit tier it so you play with like lower ranked people for fun. 
Oh, so you're actually really good, but you make a new account, so you're playing on on like a low level. Yeah. Yes, I've that's that the before. most annoying thing ever. Yeah. Just so you can beat the crap out of people. <laughs> I got gotcha. yeah. you. And you, yeah. and, well, you know. and, and I'm guessing you do that all the time. I don't know. I don't smurf. I'm actually just good. <laughs> Kazo is looking for people to play games with him now. And yeah. I said that we should play uh, Divinity because I mean, oh, you have it. There is if, no, if we all listen, do that, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, there's no, there's no freaking way that will ever happen. And there, and here's why. Kazo, I love him to death, but by his own admission, he will tell you that he has no attention span, that he will play a game for like, he'll, he, yeah. will, he will play a game for like two hours and then he will quit. Divinity is the worst choice possible. If, if you're going to pick a game for true. him, it needs to be like Ico, some game that ends That's in why I asked some, him some hour he... and five minute game. Like uh, Divinity is, is it's, it's out. It's out. Yeah. Put it, put That's that why thing. I asked him if he's looked at gameplay because it is a lot of reading it's a lot of dialogue yeah it's a lot that's what listen we all need to just make us an overwatch squad and climb the ranks together but if we all play together i think that he would enjoy playing with us though maybe maybe so maybe. yeah i would play divinity <laughs> see i'm the kind of person that that play that will play divinity i can play i can put a game on my playstation and play that game and nothing else for five months Mm. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. I, Same. I, I did that. I am the correct player for Divinity. If you Cosmo, not the correct player. I think I almost have two hundred hours in it. So yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I have like I have way more. Yeah, my hours on Overwatch are disgusting too. So I can't even. I can't as even. far as as far as Dragon Ball the mailbag goes, I haven't played this new Dragon Ball game. Um, it was I had to pick between this and. I don't think it's a game. It, oh wait. Oh, it is a game. I'm sorry. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, it's Ooh. a game. Um, I'm a dumb dumb. And yeah, but I have enjoyed the, the the Dragon Ball games in the past. I've played a lot of them. I played, I played the terrible Dragon Ball GT Final Bout. I played the crappy mm. Dragon Ball RPGs. Budokai, Budokai Tenkaichi. Budokai, that? I actually enjoyed. Like I actually, I thought loved those games Budokai. Were, those games yeah, Budokai were, Three was amazing. Yeah, those games were routinely pretty pretty fun. You know, I liked opening the capsules and getting items and playing yeah. through the Dragon Ball story. The, the the those are quality games, and I think the reason why I didn't get Dragon Ball Fighter Z was because I I think I expected it would just be more of the same, and it's like I normally don't buy fighting games anyway because I'm not good at them. It's, it's and, not my and thing. And Fighters has a nine out of ten on Steam. That's it's like really, really good. good. It's a really good game <laughs> because here's the thing, and uh, and sorry, it's not to, not to like no. literally cut you off, no, but you're good. like oh, um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is like the first Dragon Ball fighting game with like a very complex fighting system on par with like you know street fighter and uh, marvels of capcom and everything so like this is like the first one that's gonna be welcomed into like the fighting game community as like an actual like it takes real skill to play this game mm-hmm. so that's why as a fighting game it's killing it because it's a really good fighting game but i mean as, as far as story elements i can't i mean it's what what are you gonna do? It's just the same shit. I mean, know? you know the story, right? <laughs> exactly. Now yeah. a dra- now a Dragon Ball game where they like where you rewrite the story of Dragon Ball. I I I'd be down for that. That'd be fun, actually. Yeah. Or or I like a, this is gonna be at Evo this year. Or a Dragon Ball game that had a story mode where they where they added on to a story, like where they filled the gaps in the story, like. Give us the story that happened, some made-up story that happened like during the Android Saga, dude, or like or some adventure they went on when they were waiting for Goku to come back from Yardrit or whatever. Dude, give us the Future Trunks video game. Yeah, or do that. 
Yeah, True. it is. It is going to be the Evo this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's 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 a thing. Like this Dragon Ball Z game is is going to be a fighting game. Except I'm by terrible the community. at fighting games, but I love yeah. watching people. Play I love watching games. people play. I suck at them too, though. <laughs> All right. The so... only one that I was ever decent at was Smash. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next mailbag. Yeah, next one is by Subaru. Wow, the probably the most tame name we've had in so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Subaru says, "Thanks for all the great shows. You make a dull workday fly by." Mitsugi seeing Mitsugi seeing how you are a ramen expert, and there are there any good instant ramen you can recommend when you need a quick fix, either online like Amazon or supermarket brands. The box store Costco near me sells um, nongshim, hot and spicy, but it's a box of eighteen. Hate to buy it if it's no good and have 17 left over. I've also heard bad things about uh, Nissan and Maruchan, but I have not tried them. Would appreciate your would appreciate your help. Thanks, Subaru the Hungry. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> also invite you to answer this question, Enzo, because I know you totally. also eat ramen. Um, yes. My answer is do not do not buy a cup ramen. That's my answer. Go find go find a place in your city that sells a bowl of ramen and go there, and frequent that place, because. No matter what, like dehydrated ramen noodle bowl thing you buy, it's never going to be as good, any, anywhere near as good as the real thing. So that's true. Unless yeah. you're living in like some some five thousand person town where you have n- virtually nothing that others that's a, that a city would have. I mean, even in little St. Petersburg, Florida, which is about as no, we have no Japanese people. Period. Here, zero. There's no one. Um, if we have Asian people here, they are almost always Filipino or Korean. There, there are no Japanese people. Even I have a ramen place. So you probably have a place. You just don't know about it. You need, and you need to find it. What do you think, Enzo? Um, yeah, so in general, that sentiment is where I'm at too, where um, if you have the time to wait out your urge for a quick fix, always find a ramen shop and be, you know, be there, enjoy that shit. But in terms of instant ramen, there are some good brands out there that are actually pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. the one you mentioned actually is one of the ones that's pretty good. Hot and spicy is my recommendation for Nongshim also. Um, there's also, but like, I don't know the brands off the top of my head. I'm not going to pretend like I do right now, but I think there's one called like, uh, I think it's like Samyang is good. There's, um, Mio, Mioro, I think is one too, but what, Miojo. So I, I just found it on the internet. Miojo, Ipechan is good too, but just, just literally like, Google like top instant ramen and there's usually a whole bunch of ramen enthusiasts out there that will list their top five or top ten and they're usually really cool if you can find them. Especially spicy ones. There are some boutique neat spicy instant ramens out there that will fuck you up. <laughs> so <laughs> I to do those if you want a little challenge or spice or fun. Um but yeah, so instant ramen, underrated with the good brands, um, but you will never beat actual ramen from a no. shop so I, i'm i'm the guy yeah. that goes in the ramen shop and i'm just like bring me all the bring me all the amenities i want it all i want the i want the i want the crushed garlic i want the i want the garlic oil i want the i want the spicy oil i want the shichi meat i want the mm-hmm. like i want mm-hmm. everything bring it all and i'm gonna use that shit because i'm the guy yeah. that i'm the guy that dresses up his ramen until it looks like uh you know the most beautiful thing you've ever laid your eyes on yeah. and then i go to town Okay, I found I found two I found, I found two of the uh, spicy brands that I like. So there's um yeah Nongshim is one of them, and then the other one is Sam, yeah it's Samyang Ramen Spicy Chicken. That shit will fuck you up. 
but it's really good. It's like uh, six bucks per instant ramen packet too. Like it's it's like a real respected instant ramen packet. That's ridiculous. You, I do not pay six bucks for instant ramen. That is but, that's flat but out it, ridiculous. But that it, is but, quite a lot. But if you got the six bucks, though, do it. <laughs> Uh, if you have if you have a vehicle and the desire, <laughs> go find a damn ramen shop. I don't know where you live, Subaru, but I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's at least some kind of place, or you're at least near you're at least near. Well, he has city. a Costco, so yeah, you please, have you, you have, have stuff around shop. you. Go find it. Yeah, you have a ramen shop. Mm-hmm. All right, next mailbag is from Robo Totoro, and he. Did read, we read it? Yeah, you I had go, a red one. Yeah, go ahead and read it. <laughs> Uh, Robototo writes, Hey AAA crew, I've enjoyed listening to the podcast for quite some time. I believe for about four years. I even went back and listened to a lot of the older episodes prior to when I joined. It's been awesome listening to the show evolve over the years. I'm a professional artist, and I usually listen to you guys while I'm working. I enjoy, um... I enjoy that you all bring a different point of view to a table, and I find that my tastes generally align with at least one of you, um throughout the reviews and discussions. I've been an anime fan for years, and thanks to you guys, I've discovered even more great shows, if only I had enough time to watch them. My question for you is this. Do you have any recommendations on shows with a dystopian future or post-apocalyptic feel to them? Keep up the great work, and thanks for making my anime addiction worse, I think. So, yeah. Here's the uh, website. Here's the website, real quick. Sorry, I don't mean to blow that mailbag away, but I'm thinking. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking okay. about thinking about ramen now. Ramen's on the brain. I understand. Yeah, I understand as well. Here's a website that has a list of the best places for ramen in New York City right now. Yeah, dude. Oh, list them off. List them off. List them off. Nakamura, on the yes, low, on the Lower East Side. Yes, that's good shit. Yep. Minka. Yes. Oh, we, me and a whole bunch of the mods went there when they last visited me like a couple months ago. Super good. Even eat, uh, Ivan Ramen on the Lower East Side. Ivan Ramen is really good. That shop was featured on Netflix on Chef's Table Season 3. It's a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Misoya in the East Village. That one, I've never, I have not been to that one, but I will e- go. Ipudo in the East Ipudo Village. Ipudo is amazing. Uh, all, all Ipudo locations are really good. They have, they have several. Um, Total, which is Hell's Kitchen, Midtown, Mid- Midtown, Midtown East. Yeah, they have, they have, they also have three locations. They're all really good too. Mm-hmm. The Ramen Lab in Nolita. Mm, have not been there. Nope. Ban- uh, Bankei Ramen in Williamsburg. Mentoku. Bentoku? M- no. Ramen Ya. Momosan Ramen. Yeah, Momosan's good. But what, but, but what was that ramen place you're always talking about? I like going to Ichiran for the for the solo booth so no one can talk to me. I hate that shit. Ichiran's <laughs> not on here. Uh, it's probably there because it it's very expensive. There it is. Ichi, Ichiran oh, in, in, in Bushwick. Yeah, that's that's literally my name. I live 10 minute walk from there. So, we're going to have to do some of these when I visit you. Oh, yeah. Do any any amount. We should just go and do them all. Yeah, I, I want to do a ramen tour and a Broadway musical. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. All, all right, right, so answering this to, question. Robototoro. I don't have a good answer for this. I can't think of one, honestly. I have a good answer. Now and then, here and there is my go-to. Um, I think oh, it's what? an incredible anime. It's it's definitely post-apocalyptic, for sure. I would say it fits the bill perfectly of what you described. Um, this is a tough anime to watch. I, I always warn people it's very dark. There's a lot of difficult to watch content in it. There's torture. There's um, implied rape scenes. There's the beginning of rape scenes that may or may not actually happen. 
There are children that are killed. There are children that are imprisoned. There are children that are enslaved. Like there's there's a lot of dark stuff, but it's but the anime is really meant to show that you know how terrible this world is and how the war and how the world how terrible war is in general. It's obviously an anti-war piece, and one of the main themes I think of the, of the anime for me is forgiveness because it's like amongst all the horrible things that that happened to these people. Um, there's still room in their hearts to forgive the horrible acts that were that were committed. So now and then here and there is a really solid anime. It's if you can get through the first four or five, four or five episodes where the where the majority of the really tough to watch stuff happens, I think you'll find yourself watching a very unique and special anime that is not like something you see very often. So um I was, I don't know, the only one that I could think of, because post-apocalyptic isn't really my area of expertise, <laughs> but um, I was going to say maybe Ergo Proxy for like a dystopian future style one, but I don't know. I was, the only other one I could think of like off the top of my head is maybe Ghost in the Shell, but I don't know. Mm. It's interesting that Ghost, like in the the Ghost in the Shell comes <laughs> to mind with like the word dystopian, because you could argue that Ghost in the Shell is like a very progressed future. Yeah. It's just kind of fucked up. <laughs> All right. Next mailbag is from Icy Rose. He writes, Hey, AAA hosts, do any of you have a favorite anime that you believe to be good, but everyone else thinks is bad? Not like in a guilty pleasure sense that you know the show is flawed or shallow, but, but entertaining or something like you actually enjoy ironically, but something you genuinely believe is good as a good story and believe it is just misunderstood by the haters. This is a tough yeah, question. Yeah, uh, blend us. <laughs> <laughs> isn't I'm that kidding, a coffee blend? Co- isn't that a coffee company? I don't. Is it? Oh, that's interesting. If so, but no, that's a joke. I'm not, I wasn't kidding about that. I was kidding about that. Um, um what do you, you say? Have? Working. I love working. People don't hate working though. Hmm. People hate everything. I, that's what. That's my problem. Is who I'm talking about like like all anime fans just this podcast or like just people that we talk to because there's always like a big disconnect because like a lot of people in our discord hated Ancient Magus Bride but I really liked it and it's really popular like in Mal so I don't know it's a, it's a lot easier to come up with shows that you think suck that everyone else loves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes definitely like for example I think Gurren Lagann is, um, is unbelievably flawed the story is it's definitely not. It's definitely not great. No. The, the story. The story is is a virtual train wreck. Um, but people love that that anime. Um, for me, like I showed Cram Crest of the Stars. I love that anime. I got Lafiel right behind me on the on the wall here. I, I love that story. He hates it. He hated it violently, and I was like totally shocked by that. Um, also, I liked Gundam Age, and it seems like none of the Gundam fans like that show except me. Mm. Um, I liked, I liked seeing, seeing the three generations of people from the, from the family that they followed in that show, but, uh, the ending was kind of not satisfying, but I still liked the show overall. I thought it had some good action scenes, but people just absolutely friggin' hate that show. That show is a Gundam pariah. And I was, I, and I'm not, I'm not part of the Gundam community, so I was surprised to hear that after the fact. So that's, that would be a good one for me. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I also struggle with this because, well, I also have like a huge filter to haters. Like, I really don't give a shit if people disagree with my taste, but Same. like, <laughs> um, I guess like, I, um, 
Yeah, no, I can't. I can't think. Like, I just, I just, I guess, I just wouldn't know if people didn't like a show that I liked a lot. But I guess I could, I could name shows that I love that people don't ever talk about, um, like Honey and Clover. No one ever talks about it. No, no, no I mean Cantabil. Nobody ever talks about that it. show. Is like basically doesn't exist anymore. But that show is loved. Is it loved? Yeah, there's even a live action TV show for it. For No Dame? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I know. I, sorry, I thought you were talking about Honey and Clover. I know it for No Dame, yeah. But um, I don't know. Remember, it's, it's not like it didn't have like a legacy, like some other beloved shows. But um, and, yeah, I'm, I also find it easier to find anime that I don't like that everyone else like, likes, like NGE. I don't like Neo Genesis Evangelion. I don't. I just don't like it. I think. I think it really just lost itself in its own bullshit, and it just turned to a shit pile at the end. But um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't really. Have, I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for this. You one don't that, like eating dog shit. I can think of really well right now. Okay. Well, you don't have to have something. Do you have anything, yeah. Mandy? I I said mine. Um, which right. was basically, ancient magus prior is the only one I could think of. But that depends on what like uh audience we're talking about like broad or just our audience it's probably broad <laughs> yeah because our audience then i don't really know small compared to everyone like the whole community i can't think of anything that has a really low score on mao that, you that i think is legitimately good because there's a lot of th- i like a lot of really dumb things but i know they're dumb <laughs> right but i can't think of anything that i think is legitimately good and that you would like argue understand. for yeah i can't think of anything right yeah yeah I, I, I really love My Neighbor the Amadas, the, the Ghibli film, but yeah, I've heard a, I've heard a lot of people that have told me that they either tried to watch it and couldn't, or they didn't try to watch it because of how the art style is done. And I'm like, the art style is 100% intentional. It's meant to look like that. That's how Takahata wanted it to look. It is what it is. But people don't like the sort of minimalistic watercolor drawing that the show is done in, and but it's I still think the movie is more or less a masterpiece. Um, mm. So it is what it is. You know, you can't you can't you can't force uh, someone to go back and play Final Fantasy seven, even though if you even though you think it's amazing, but just because the the original like 3D characters look terrible in Final Fantasy seven. Right. But yeah. that doesn't bother me at all because I because I just know that's how it looks. But there are a lot of people that will hate a show simply because of how it looks and don't even care about what it's about or if it's really a good story or not or, what, or whatever, they just sit, they'll, they'll say, oh, I hate the art style. And then they would just won't watch it. And there, and there's a lot of, sh- there are a lot of people that are like that. Like you'll show them a trailer and they don't even, it's like, it's as if they didn't even watch the trailer. They just, well, they just are looking at how, how the art is done. And if the art isn't to their taste, they hate it. So and that's probably the easiest way to answer that question is from the artistic perspective. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next mailbag is not really a mailbag so much as it is, I think. Oh, I This person that. just loves us. So who wants to read it? Um, I butcher these messages, so should I do it? I would love to do it, though. I read the last Good one, I think. It. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I can do it. I can do it. <clears throat> this uh, message comes from Outlaw Messenger, and it reads, I want to thank all of you for the major impact the AAA podcast has had on my life. Five years ago, I was working in an overnight job and started listening to the podcast to help pass the time. I eventually found the AAA podcast, and I liked how you discussed not just anime, but also topics like the Japanese economy and your personal experiences in Japan. 
After a couple of years, I went back to college to finish my bachelor's degree while, work, while still working the night shift. I took Japanese to fulfill my foreign language requirement, and after graduation, I applied to several companies seeking a position teaching English in Japan. I was, I was initially rejected by the JET program, but was, recently, <laughs> but was recently <laughs> accepted at Interact. At Interact. I will be moving to Japan this August to start teaching in the fall. Over the last few years, you've done so much for me. I've kept, you kept me entertained on those long, lonely night shifts and inspired me to set out on this bold new adventure. My life has changed radically over the last five years, and part of that is because of you. Thank you so much for everything you do. Damn, man. Thank you so much, and congratulations on this all of that sweet. success. That's so amazing for you, dude. I'm happy On the next you. episode of Outlaw Mazinger Z. <laughs> Outlaw Mazinger goes to Japan and finds finds not only that he loves teaching, but he also finds the woman of his dreams. Dun, 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 dun. Will she Stay come tuned. back to America with him, or will he is or is he destined to live in Japan forever? Outlaw, congrats, dude! I'm so happy. Thanks for sharing this with and us. And that's so sweet. Yeah, Aww. that's awesome. I hope we can. Even though I'm a newer host, I hope that we can entertain you for another five. Yeah, what a sweetie poop. Yeah, awesome. All right. Awesome. So that makes karate, me happy. Karate Failure I can do the next one. is going to be read by Mandy. So go Yeah, ahead. I, I felt bad because you guys are reading a lot. Um, karate Failure writes, hi, AAA crew. I'm still giggling over podcast 412. Oh, yes. Uh, Pikachu with CTE. <laughs> I, I have a concussion. And while on the bright side, I have a whole whack of free time. Your podcast has been essential to my well-being over the last few months. Um, I've got to keep um, any screen time to a minimum to prevent worse pain. Can you recommend anything that's dialogue heavy enough to make sense without any visuals? I'm a few years older than you guys, but I have a lot of respect for your opinions. Keep up the great work. Aww. Oh, dude. What a oh, well, sweetie I'm, poop. Yeah, I'm happy that we, um, listen, if me talking makes you smile even a little bit while you're going through this, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess the first thing that came to mind was the Tommy Galaxy, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> that's the, a lot to keep up with. <laughs> it's a lot of dialogue, and at the same time, I don't know if it's subbed. Is it dubbed? Sorry, is it dubbed? I think it. Is, I think it does have a dub. Wow! I think. Oh wow! I need to. I'm I very to, curious. I need to see that. how they do that because that that's one of the most dialogue-heavy shows I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the visuals are also very key because it's yes, all it's you also. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, that's what I got. I, I, I'll throw my I'll throw my neighbor the Yamadas out there again, just because the the art style is very is very minimalistic. There's not going to be a lot of, um, like bright visuals for you to have to deal with. You know, it's not like it's not like um, I don't know, like like a flashy action show. You know, it's like a like a lot of the screen is white for my neighbor the Yamadas, and then they'll have like the characters sitting on the floor, and right. you know, but like. On a given scene, as much as like seventy percent of the screen could be just white with nothing on it, and it's the whole the whole movie is dialogue. So that's a great one. Um, I actually quit watching uh, Katana Gatari because it, they were oh, man. They, they were one hour episodes of which like 40, 45 to fifty minutes of them would just be talking, and then they would I they'd fight love for that two. Show. Well, and there's a lot of fighting later on. <laughs> well. I watched it through about episode three or four, I think, and I every episode had fighting. It was just mostly let's talk for forty minutes and then we'll fight for five of it, five minutes. And I just I got bored of reading all the crap. So, it ramps up. Okay, it ramps up, but at least the beginning is a lot <laughs> of talking. So, um, for me, I thought my first 
thought was Ghost in the Shell. It's incredible. Like the oh, series yeah. is very sure. dialogue sure. heavy. Super sure. Yeah. And um, there is a uh, there is a dub of it. So uh, like I thought it, the dub was pretty decent too. Yeah. But, no, um, for sure. I think the dub of Ghost in the Shell is pretty good. Yeah, and I there are some moments where you have to watch, but a lot of times you don't really have to. You can just listen to it. And the other one I could think of is. Dot hack, but it's been a long time since I've seen mm. it, and uh, I remember it be having a loads of dialogue. Yeah, it's kind of snooze festy though compared to Ghost yeah. in the Shell. That's like, why I stopped. Like Ghost in the Shell is good. <laughs> I I agree, I super agree with that choice because it's dialogue heavy, but it's also like interrupted by a lot of action stuff. Mm-hmm. Dot hack is like s- so slow. It's slow. Yeah. yeah, it's so slow. Yeah. I think but that's hey. why I stopped watching it. I think I only watched man maybe five episodes of Dot Hack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, yeah, that's what I remember. The dot hack sign is probably the best of the dot hacks, and it's mm. the, oh, and that's the one you're talking about it being slow. Yeah. So a lot of the dot hacks aren't so good. Dot hack roots I thought was crap. Dot hack legend of the, a legend of the twilight is not crap, but it's fluffy. It's not it's not what you expect from dot hack. And dot hack liminality was just an OVA that came with one of the games, and then the dot hack sign is what everybody knows because it was on TV. So. Hmm. Um, cool. All right. Who wants to read the next one? Cornelius, do you want to read it? <laughs> he's like flat. I, I can read another one. He's I don't like, mind. <laughs> he's KO'd. He's been. He's he's had a tough day of sleeping all day. Oh no! It's such. So yeah. Hard no. Work. I'm it's sorry. So tough. My, my mic was messing up, but I could. Did I you mute yourself? No, I didn't mute <laughs> myself. I don't know what was going on, but I'm back. I can read it if you guys want. Go ahead, man. Yeah, so this one comes in from Saladrader, who says, Hello, my dear hosts. I hope all is well, and this mailbag finds you in good health. I have been recently watching a good amount of Mecca, and with the new Pacific Rim coming out soon, I was wondering what you guys would think uh, would be the most logical cockpit for a Mecca pilot in real life, in a real-life setting. Like, which cockpit, which cockpit in Mecca anime would be the most likely any, would be the most likely real thing to be true when Mechas become real? Uh, I personally like the G Gundam cockpit uh, because it's basically the way you're moving is the way the Gundam moves. But what do you guys think? Uh, mine was actually, I, Mitz already wrote it down. <laughs> mine was actually going to be Escaflote. How could you? I'm so sorry. Why you might as well just I, take it. Go ahead. You can have it. Although, honestly, when I watched it and when Vaughn gets inside of the Escaflote, I I suffer from uh, claustrophobia and it made me cringe. I oh, was like, small. oh, man, it's so small. And yeah. like it like squeezes around his arms. And I'm like, Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> the- I mean, other people would like it. Uh, not me. I won't be caught dead in there. But the Escaflote is like the inside is very steampunky like it's very low tech yeah. for a mecha it's very low tech it's got like you know he, he slides his arms into like these glove type sleeves and then grabs mm-hmm. onto like a lever and you know there's like a crank and gears were whizzing and stuff so to me i think that like a mech a mecha, especially if you're talking about gundam and stuff they're so complicated that it would be very difficult for one person to to do all of that by themselves, right? So, uh, like, on this podcast, there's, like, a bunch of stuff that I'm supposed to be doing right now, such as moving the subject thing down the board on our screen. But oh, I, no. I, But I always forget <laughs> because that's not... That is hard. That was, wasn't my originally my job. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, it's tough to do so many things at once. And, 
in real life, I, I, I think that a tank has like two or three people that are in the tank. Yes. Uh, a fi- a fighter jet has two people. A, um, like an, an aircraft carrier has like thousands of people. You know, like there's a lot of people doing responsibilities on machinery that would that you would call a comparison right. to a mecha. And so mm-hmm. I think that in real life, what you're probably going to find is something like in Crest of the Stars, where you have a captain who's sitting, and then there's us, and then there's a variety of people in the on the bridge that are all performing various functions, you know, and then and or like um um like give me another anime where the, where, where they're in a not darling in the Franks because like they're not going to be having sex or whatever in the cockpit, but like in in that sense where there's you know two people or three people inside the mech unit. You know what I mean? Good so, question. uh, inside the mech unit. Yeah, it's not one person. It's it's a few people. I can only think so. of battleships, but I don't know Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not wrong. No, it's not. Yeah. So, but I don't think yeah. it would be so. Like, there aren't going to be twenty thousand buttons and shit flashing around because if you're having combat, you can't be slowed down by the efficiency of having to like find everything when you need it and you're you're not going to be able to be pushing buttons and shit on the wall when you're trying to steer and fight this pilot this this robot so you're probably you're probably going to have a person that's piloting the robot and someone else who's like navigating and dealing with all the bullshit you know Mm -hmm. so that's why um that's why it's like g gundam because the g gundam cockpit is is where you just put this you you put a suit on like a skin tight suit Mm -hmm. and you go inside the cockpit and then you're standing <clears throat> and whatever you do, the robot does. So if we can make that real, then that's it. And that's I think that's the be- that's the most uh, easy, probably the easiest way to command a Gundam is if you, if you move your arm and your fingers, and they move the same arm and the same fingers, then you're good. Hmm. You know. Okay. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. That that feels like Pacific Rim, like. Yeah, I was, just, they have I was the, just thinking about that. I was like, wait, is that actually just Pacific Rim? <laughs> yeah, it sort of is. Like when they, you know, that they walk and move and throw punches and stuff in like this very much like a play, like a Ready Player One sort of uh, environment right. where the where the robot or the character does whatever you're doing in real life, which is basically what I have hopes for in, um, you know, in the future for gaming. Like I hope we Me can too. have a unit like that in our in like yeah, our gaming awesome. room. So, um. Next mailbag? I got two more. Yeah. Um, get, uh, Gallus writes, hi there, hi there, AA crew. I was wondering if you were aware of this fact about the Latin American localization of Dragon Ball. Because Chi-Chi in many Latin American countries is slang for tit, as in boob. <laughs> in Latin Spanish, Chi-Chi's name was changed to milk. Today I was going through some kanji and realized that one of the readings for the kanji, uh, meaning milk, usually read as mu, is chi-chi. I'm sure this kanji was the reason why they decided to uh, call her milk instead of something else. Do you have any fun facts about anime localizations in other languages or in English as well? Keep up the good work. I love listening to you all. That's actually a really cool, fun fact. I wonder if it's leche instead of milk, like in the Spanish one. I don't, yeah. I don't remember watching. It I remember be. watching Dragon Ball Z in Spanish when I was in Peru when I was like six oh, or nice. seven, uh, and it was dubbed in Spanish. It sounded really cool. Not gonna lie, but I don't remember what they called Chichi. If it's milk, I wonder if they said. I wonder if they said milk or leche, which is Spanish for milk. But, I I but know yeah. that in Latin America they seem to have a, a um 
a habit of drastically changing the names of characters. Like they didn't like they don't call um, Captain. They don't call Tsubasa and Captain Tsubasa by his name. They call him um, Oliver. Like it's totally different. So, oh, wow. and I don't feel like we we've done that in in, in the U.S. Like we called um, Sailor Moon was Serena, but her name in Japanese is Usagi. Usagi. And Ash from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. His original name is Satoshi. Yeah, so there are there are modifications. My biggest one is Shinchan. Um Shinchan is so drastically different. The they did they did to Shinchan what 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 we did to Shinchan what the Japanese people did did to the movie Ted, where mm. Ted is like this, you know, it's that it's that comedy movie with, with Mark Wahlberg and the stuffed bear and it's super like crass and and raunchy and stuff. But they had to change a lot of the jokes in the dialogue for Ted to fit the Japanese audience because a lot of the jokes didn't make sense. And right. the way that they changed it, the Japanese people love that movie. That movie, Ted, was super popular in Japan. Um, I was there, I was living there when that movie came out, and they were just going crazy for that movie. Um, Shin Chan, we turned it into like this very dirty adult humor show that was on TV at night. <laughs> yeah. And like half the jokes were about mommy and daddy having sex or like. Um, you know, daddy can't get an erection or whatever. Just like these these jokes that you wouldn't. But it was funny because it's Shin Chan, like this this six year old kid or five year old kid or however old he is, with like this really husky deep voice who's like talking shit about his dad not being able to like pleasure his mother or whatever or or like whatever <laughs> this whatever the jokes are. There's totally, but that's not how Shin Chan is in Japan at all. It's actually a children's show in Japan, but we took that shit and made it and made it like Family Guy. You Americanized um, it, yeah, and it and it was hilarious. Like I loved watching Shin Chan here because it was so just adult and funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mandy, you want to know a fun fact about Shin Chan? The dub. What's that? Laura Bailey does Shin. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool! I didn't yeah, know that. Does. That's it's it's ridiculous, I love but it's Laura true. Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, her his her voice is very deep. Yeah. That um, or, that or she's great at modifying her voice. Yeah, she that's is. that's that yeah. she is she's great at doing her different voices. Yeah, she doesn't normally octaves. sound like that. <laughs> Not at all. She's so she her voice is so bright. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um I couldn't think of anything that clever, but um I I could think of dumb localization like uh like translations. And mine was like a really popular one. It's actually from the game <laughs> of Corpse Party. But I think it, they actually put in the anime too because it was uh, it took off, it went viral. But um, in the original Corpse Party game, there is this character. Uh, her name is Seiko, who's very like her voice actress sounds very upbeat and playful. But there are a couple times where she would talk about something that sounded like um, like if you read it on text, it looked a bit monotone. So the localization team had a field day with it and decided to change some things so that it sounded more playful and ridiculous. So in the original, she's asking a friend if she has any like this ointment for like a rash uh -oh. <laughs> or like, and she calls it in the English dub ass medicine. Oh boy! Oh my and, god! Uh, okay. And of course, the famous line was in the original Japanese. She's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go put a bunch on real quick." But in the English, they changed it. Thanks. I'm gonna go butter up my pooper with it real quick. <laughs> butter up my pooper. What the fuck? <laughs> yep. And I think they put it in the uh, anime too, which I don't. Uh, highly recommend watching. Play the game. <laughs> well, thank you for that. You're um, welcome. Astounding synopsis of buttering up a pooper. Butter up my damn pooper, baby. 
<laughs> it, it went viral. Like, there are a lot of screenshots about it, but, um, yeah. That's, like, one of the best instances I could think of of, like, a dumb localization translation. <laughs> All right, last mailbag. I'm going to make this one quick. Um, cool. First of all, I just want to thank Mitsugi. Oh, this is from Matt A. First of all, I just want to thank Mitsugi for talking about Space Brothers so much in the past episodes. I happened to see it while browsing through Hulu and remembered you saying it was one of the best animes, so I gave it a shot. I'm so glad I did. It's probably one of my top ten, maybe even top five favorites now, so thanks. Anyways, I was looking around the internet and didn't see any sign of the show continuing since it seemed like they left it open. Do you know if they have any plans on adding a new season? I saw there was a live-action movie, but other than that, there is, um, are there any other continuations of the show? If not, can you recommend a show with similar characters and feel? I haven't heard anything about any more Same, Space Brothers. Unfortunately. There's, it's popular. There was a movie. There was a live-action TV show. Um, it's a popular property in Japan, but... For whatever reason, the anime just stopped, and I don't know why exactly. And but I would not be surprised if at some point in the future you see more of it. But it has—it's been a while now, right? Like four years. So yeah, it's been definitely at least four, at least four. So maybe five. Dude, I watched that so long ago. I was in college. Yeah. Time flies. Time flies when you're having a good damn time, baby. Butter up my pooper. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I'm taking this to the news break. Um, in show trivia question, how many prefectures are there in Japan? So we're going to learn a thing or two about Japan today. No idea. And when we come back, we'll see if uh, anybody knows the answer to that. And we'll have a five-star review from iTunes and our review on After the Rain. So stay tuned and we'll be back after the news. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello, you anime fans, Mitsugi's back, and it's time for more of your anime news. Leading us off, we have some Kickstarter news. Kenichi Sonoda's Bean Bandit anime is on Kickstarter. There is a goal of $135,000, and this goal will get you a five-minute animation that will be created from the Bean Bandit property. There are some stretch goals as well. At $380,000, they will make the runtime of this new short 20 minutes at $800,000, they will make the runtime 45 minutes. It's going to get a Blu-ray disc release, and Sonoda himself said on the Kickstarter page that he wants to, quote, bring Bean Bandit to the big screen, and even in animations and movies and series as well. So looking at the, at the Kickstarter right now, they have they have already had their goal met, but they haven't read either of the stretch goals. So if you're a fan of Bean Bandit, you'll probably want to head over to Kickstarter, throw a couple bucks your way and uh, I'm sure you'll be handsomely rewarded. Next up, we have Pokemon news. Pokemon continues to kick butt. Nintendo announced Friday that the new Pokemon Quest Nintendo Switch game has already had more than 1 million downloads in its first two days on the market, which is, of course, a huge success. The game is a free-to-start game that allows players to, quote, face off against wild Pokemon and embark on exciting adventures. The game features Pokemon from the Kanto region, and they are portrayed in cube-like appearances, and I will say, looking at the picture, it kind of looks like Minecraft, to be honest. The game is set in a place called Tumble Cube Island, which is filled with treasures and items, and you can control up to three Pokemon to explore the island while you fight other Pokemon, which sounds pretty badass. So if you're a Pokemon fan, you'll probably want to check that out. That is called Pokemon Quest. Next up, Baki the Grappler. We all know that there's a Baki the Grappler anime coming out soon. 
Debaki the Grappler property is having a quote unprecedented announcement that will be happening on the twi- on the Twitter and our website for the Baki the Grappler property. Netflix is premiering this anime in this summer in Japan and it will also have the whole thing for you to watch outside of Japan in the fall. It has 26 episodes of runtime and it's going to also air on TV. So, if you're a fan of Baki the Grappler, there's another property coming out. Netflix is doing it, so get excited, and I'm looking forward to watching that one. Rounding us out, we have some another new anime and piece of news. Suasha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine announced that Koyoharu Gotoge's Demon Slayer manga is going to be getting a TV anime. And the more exciting thing about this is that UFO Table is going to be doing the animation, so all of you type moonies can, uh, like, fap vigorously. The story is set in ancient times. Rumors have abounded of man-eating demons lurking in the woods. Because of this, the local townsfolk never venture outside at night, and legend has it that a demon slayer also roams the night, hunting down these bloodthirsty demons. For young Tanjiro, these rumors will soon become a harsh reality. That kind of, this that synopsis coming straight from Viz Media. So, if that sounds interesting to you, if you're a fan of the manga of Demon Slayer, or if you're a fan of UFO Table, there is a ma- an anime coming out that you're going to want to check out, so don't miss that. Next up, that's it. Time for the podcast. We'll be back right in a minute. Hey, guys. Please go to a... Uh... Okay, one more time. Visit jlist.net for... Oh, man, that's not right. I got to get this hosting down. If only Mitsuki Senpai was here to help. You called, my dear Kohai. Senpai? Wait, you can teleport? But of course. Now, do you wish to learn the ways of directing people to countless anime goods? Yeah, uh, teach me the ways of letting everyone know about the amazing snack selection JList.com has to offer. Then listen closely, my Kohai. Go to JList.com right now for all of your anime shopping needs and all of your anime snack shopping needs. Senpai. Sukoi. Never, never, never. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the 200. No, that was four years ago. Welcome back to the oh to the God. to the 424th episode of the Anime Axonomous <laughs> Podcast. Too many numbers. Good lord. Dude, we're in the triple digits, man. I've been there for a while. The cat has relocated himself on the table, so now he is the center of attention yet again. And when you have a cat butt in the screen, it is Look at that cat butt. It is the most dangerous. <laughs> He's so can't, pretty. I can't argue that one, you know. That's right. <clears throat> he has the most dangerous hair balls. Mm. <laughs> All right. So the intro trivia question was: How many prefectures are there in Japan? Do you guys know? Anybody have sixty-two? Mm-mm. Nope. Sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. No, the answer is forty-seven. So. Oh well. Okay. 
Didn't, all right. I didn't know that at all. Well, now you know. Let's jump into our five-star review. So here it comes. It's time for iTunes review. Who wants to read it? iTunes review from... The, the, subject um, of the, the subject of the review is meh. And then they gave it five I stars. I saw that. Oh. Uh, this is by DB227. Fun podcast helps me take all the edge off of my addiction while driving into work. Thanks. Keep up the good work. There you go. Thanks. Sure. Yet another okay. satisfied customer. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So okay. we're, we're doing a review on After the Rain, and I have to confess, I did not watch it. So, oh, okay. no. All I'm, right. I am sorry. I forgot. So. Mandy. <laughs> you know, I watched it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So After the Rain is an anime that I believe I passed mm-hmm. back when we were doing these. Um, I passed it. Based on artwork, based on introduction introduction of characters, I remember mm-hmm. touching upon uh, that I loved the camera work of the anime, and I loved mm, tr- and sure. I loved the use of music. It's very very good music in the show, so that's what I remember passing it on. But to some, just to quickly catch up on the premise of the show for everyone that hasn't watched it or watched it already, um, and I'm not gonna read the synopsis off my anime list because I don't like it. Um, I don't like it. I think it's like it points to like the wrong direction for the show. But um, in general, this anime is about Akira Tachibana, who is a junior in high school. She is a very well respected and a really good track runner, and she suffers a Achilles heel injury that stops her um, track career in high school. And she's been recovering from that ever since. During the recent recent like. In recent times after her injury, she found herself at a coffee shop where a man named Kondo, Kendo, Kondo, 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 the, man, the manager of the coffee shop, uh, reaches out to her and tells her, hey, listen, here's a cup of coffee on us. It looks like you're having a rough day. And that act of kindness in that moment of, uh, I guess, despair for her, she kind of like gets a hinge of like, attraction to this man and then seeks out a part-time job at that cafe and the anime uses their relationship as a center focus for what the anime is about mm-hmm. so is that a good is that a good synopsis mandy i think you should mention their ages because that's a big part right of the, uh, yes yeah. right 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 yeah the, <laughs> and the yeah and the reason that this anime get gar- like garnered such a critical eye immediately was because it's basically it advertises itself as a romance between a junior in high school, which I'm assuming is the age of what? It's like 16, 17 in Japan. Um, yeah, it's about it's 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 similar to, to our system, right? So like 17, and this man is like 40. So he's 45. 45, 45 with a with kid, a child. with a kid, <laughs> yeah, 45 with a kid and divorced. So, um, so that's that's what garnered its attention first off, and um. I can see why on the surface that would kind of rub people the wrong way uh, because <laughs> when you tell me a 45 year old man's, you know, interested in, well, you know, like it was, when you tell me there's a romance between a 45 year old man and a 17 year old girl, there's a lot of implications there that lead to a very negative connotation. So I, I understood why people would take a step back from the anime and just let it pass without um, take, giving it a chance. But I gave it a chance because I think it's interesting when writers tackle social norms i also think it's interesting when it's presented to you in such a beautiful package the art i think is really good um so that's why i clicked play on the first episode and 
I will say that I wasn't disappointed. I think this anime did a really good job because it's not about the romance. It's not. I don't think it's about the romance. I don't think this anime is about how uh, love works between an older man and a younger girl. I don't think it's not about that to me. Um, but before we get into into why that is, Manny, I want to know how you felt about um, like why you gave this a shot in general. Because I know we you weren't a host yet, and I had just become mm-hmm. a host, so you didn't have you didn't have to watch this. No, you're um, right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So. I want to know how you felt, like, just initial impression of the, sh- of the show. So, when I first started watching it, um, which was back when it started airing, I watched the first four episodes, and then I put it on hold. Because it, it is an extremely beautiful and very attractive uh, yeah. show. The Like you were saying, the camera work, the, like, angles that they decide to take, the mm-hmm. artwork is gorgeous, but... I I don't know. It, it made me feel very uncomfortable. And it wasn't that... Um, I like I don't agree that you have to be always comfortable with the show. I Like you were saying, I don't mind it if people tackle harder subjects. But my problem is that there's a big disconnect between the OP and then the actual show. Because the OP yeah. makes it seem like this is a very lovey-dovey... <clears throat> Um, sort of high school romance. Like, it shows the characters and very, um, um, <clears throat> kind of... Very paired off, like... Yeah, 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 like, they they each take out half of a heart and bring them together, and I was like, this is very awkward because it's a little bit different when it's, like, a ten-year gap. This man is old enough to be her father. Yes. <laughs> and that was very awkward and for is me. And like, I don't know how to feel about this. And I was like, okay, well, it makes sense if you are a young girl who has an, a crush on an older man. That's perfectly fine. It, it, uh, that, that happens. It I happens, was more yeah. worried about how he was going to approach this. And in episode four, they did a thing where he wanted to do a test date with her. And that's where I dropped it because I was like, I don't like how this is going because... I did see a lot of criticisms about it. Like this is just nothing more than just a older man fantasy, like like a middle aged man fantasy. Like oh, I, you know, the fantasy of having a young girl chasing after you. But when I came back to it, my opinions did change. Like they never develop any further anything past that, and right. I do have a lot of issues with it still. But mm. overall. I'm, and I'm still trying to sort out my feelings on it because I did finish it yesterday. And, oh no, I finished it on Friday, I'm sorry. And um, I'm still sorting through my feelings on it because there are things that I really like and there are things that I really didn't like about this show. <laughs> but um, I I don't know. Like, I, I think my biggest issue is I just did not care for the characters enough to keep me interested in the drama. Because you're right, you're, you're you are right that it, it's not about love, it's not about romance. I feel like the it's more of a misattribution of emotions because I think yeah. that she was incredibly depressed, and she says that she's like I yeah. was very depressed. She lost like her career, mm-hmm. and this little act of kindness, I think she misattributed was, was, it yeah, as it was, love. There was a light in the dark. Yeah, yeah, and a lot. There are characters who question it, and one definitely questions it because she tries to keep it a secret for the most part about her attraction to him and one character is like 
you know, it's not going to work out between you yeah, two. Because like that, that <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that conversation in a bit too. But that I, that was key for me that there was one guy that was grounded in fucking reality. Yeah. It was like, yo, girl, like. Chill. But I was also <laughs> very disappointed how they handled him. Sure. Isn't it okay. funny how like, you know, it's it's weird to some people because he's 45 and she's 17. But if like if you fast forward time two years and you go, oh, he's 47 and she's 19. I would say far less people would have a problem with it, and there would be like a lot of forty-five-year-old dudes that would be like cheering. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't I fu- have a problem with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't fully disagree in terms of like logistics. Like, sure, like, that's perfectly legal. But the reason I find kind of like a like that kind of age gap really kind of off is mostly is mostly having to do with the fact that like, and this is obviously very subjective, but like most people have not fully developed. Until they're, they're like they're like twenty five or twenty. Yeah, that's so, true. So, so like it's like, you know, like even you could be the kindest forty five year old man in the universe, but like you know, it's it's still a little unfair because that the that the younger person in this like it could be a forty five year old woman too like the younger person in this scenario probably just literally just has not experienced life enough to know any better. So to, that's to me, that's yeah. like the, that's like the only um, reason it bothers me. Not it's not like a logistics thing to me. You know, to me the question is. Is like, oh, sorry. If they were in a relationship for 20 years, you know, he's like super old and she's still young, right? So, like, the age, an age gap of that's that large becomes difficult for a relationship, not from the social aspect later, but because of like, you know, he'll be a, he'll be like a 75 year old man, like on his way out, and she'll be like 40, you know, ready to, mm-hmm. yeah. ready to rock yeah, and roll, just, you know, and she's like, you're still rolling, yeah. She's still rolling, all young, running, whatever, she, you know, playing sports or whatever, she, whatever you want to do. And he's like, you know, in a, in a walker. Um, but yeah, but I, is the fo- is that the focus of this anime? Is the focus of that, of this anime, like this, the, the so challenging social norms like that, or is it something else? Because mm, it's, it's mm. like, it's like, it's like 10% of the entire anime. Because that's interesting because it seems like a show where they've chosen to have two people be in a relationship where the gap, age gap is so big. You would think that that would be an important point in the show. Right. So here so that it's it, 10%. Like, I'm like, well, I, what is, I else think is it about? Yeah. They never end up in a relationship. I think it's 10%. And, and here's why, because in the end, this anime is about two people that are depressed in their own way because they, they their initial dreams have been shattered and they find a little bit of light in each other. And it the anime For becomes sure. not about them fully attaching to themselves, but it becomes about them using each other's like friendship to get back on track to be like, okay, you know what? You pursue your dream. I'll pursue my dream. And this, and we'll just do that for the future. That's what yeah, the movie. That's what the anime oh, becomes about. Now, it's, it's it does not become about. It's never. It, it almost never was about like, like, oh my god, we're so in love. Let's fuck everyone. Let's be in love anyway. Let's start a relationship. And no mm. matter what anyone says, it was. It it it, it hints at that, be, but not because it is happening, but because she's a little naive, and and young, and and not realizing what her actual problem is and the reason i ended up liking the show a lot is because kondo the the 45 year old man in the situation he realizes it first for her and what he focuses on is start is is trying to let her know like hey listen akira i care about you you're a great employee of mine but we're just friends we're just friends and you should do you and and grow and and pursue your dream again and i'll do the same on my end i'll pursue my dream and that's I like, and I like that they took that route, and not like the uh, let's fight society together and date because that would have been 
really awkward for me to watch and mm-hmm. critique. Yeah. Do you well, think, I think do, am I off there, Mandy, or, or no? No, you're not. Um, I think what's, I think their relationship ends up being is that they both find something in each other that they lack. But the problem is that that thing that they lack is, they're not really, I'm, like, the problem with him is that Kondo is a failed novelist. So yes. when he sees Tachibana, he sees, like, a part of his childhood that he missed out on. And he remembers, or not childhood, uh, he remembers, like, being, being young, young, basically. Yeah. He is stuck in, like, a monotonous kind of life. Like, you know, an adult life. He he doesn't really like where he's at. He works at a cafe. He has a child. And it's very, I think, boring for him. And just... You know, he's he's had. I think he's going through like that midlife crisis sort of. Uh, a bit, yeah, thing. yeah. I I called it I called it <clears throat> that like depression of just having a routine and not breaking. Yeah, yeah and Tachibana mm-hmm. is of course depressed, and she because she can't be on the track team where because of her injury, which later on we learned that possibly she can run. <laughs> right, she <laughs> got the which, legs to run. This girl is all legs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's definitely God, like and all neck. Yeah. It's yeah, all legs. Neck. Yeah, she's like, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. the with Tachibana, she um attaches to him because she because that light in the darkness. She's, I think, what the issue is that she was so depressed, but that little bit of like happiness she latched onto that, and now she, that's what she's seeking out. She wants to love him. Because she wants to feel happiness again. She wants somebody to, right. you know, um, yeah. like I was saying, misattribution of a of a um, emotion. Totally. But <clears throat> I think one of my biggest issues is that there are a lot of things that were left unanswered in this. Mm. Like, first of all, there was Kase, which is the chef who. Um, shows like an interest in her and he's the first one who finds out about this romance that she has an interest in him not romance i'm sorry there was never actually a romance it's it's very one-sided the whole time very one-sided kondo knows that this isn't a thing like he doesn't show any attraction to her he's very mature about it i think he's flattered and he um mostly just likes hanging out around her because he gets flashbacks of his past and what he misses and because he's also divorced he also has flashbacks of his wife and i was really terrified that they were going to oh, use dude, that as an yes. excuse oh that was my worst up. nightmare that was my worst yeah. nightmare was that was that, that he was gonna say yes because she looks like his wife or something oh yeah i was so happy they didn't go that way holy shit Doesn't yeah i'm very happy that they cut that off i mean i but, i didn't watch this anime so i don't know I don't know exactly the direction they take as the show progresses, but to me, like a show where one of the main characters, Kondo, makes such a obviously questionable decision. If he had made an obviously an obviously questionable decision of like leaving his wife and child for this young, um, beautiful seventeen-year-old, like that doesn't seem uninteresting to me though. Like I would. That would be watching like the social aspect of that unfold would be a very interesting it's like so, interesting. social experiment to watch. So I, I actually, I mean, I didn't watch this, but I don't think I would have been against it happening. Like you guys say, like I'm happy it didn't happen. Oh but, yeah, but yeah. To me, it, I'd like to see yeah. the fallout of that and see like where, yeah. how the creators of the anime sort of take that. 
Like, yeah, I mean, I would, I, I, I would all, I mean, like I said, like when I say I have it, I'm glad it didn't happen. It, it doesn't, it, it's just like, like that's just my gut feeling. But like, had it, had that, had this anime been about that, I would have still watched it uncomfortably, but I would have watched it. Um, but no, just to clear it up, Mitch, I don't know if, I don't know if we, maybe we didn't make it clear, but he's already divorced in all yeah, of this. Yeah, he, he's not married There anymore. was no, there was no, like, the, his wife was not in the anime oh, at all. I see. He, yeah. yeah, he's been divorced. He's divorced from episode one all the way through. Um, um, what I was saying before about uh, characters kind of being left, um, kind of forgotten about was, first of all, was there's Kase, who was the one who, he um, blackmails her into going on a date with him. And so he seems like he's very interested in her, kind of aggressively interested in her. And he does realize that she has like an attraction to Kondo and and tries to like force her to realize that that's not going to work out because you should be in a a healthy relationship with somebody else. And then he like uh, kisses her on the cheek, which she is very unhappy about. And uh, and then he says, we'll continue. Yeah. And he (laughs) says, we'll continue this later. But then it drops that completely. <laughs> they never revisit like Kase's like attraction to her. I was like, okay, so you were not gonna bring that back? Is that just well, you're just gonna they, drop that off? They 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 drop it off like radically, but they do touch on it because then later on when when Kondo's going through his emotional like he when he's like starting to realize he's like actually depressed and and then Akira's in his office and. And he and he drops line. He's like he's like Akira, you don't know me at all. Yeah, I and like that, that yeah. really pisses her off. Like Kase, they they cut to Kase who's outside of the room, just like listening in, and you can t- and like you can tell he's hurting because he knows that she's hurting because there's no way he can beat Kondo in, in this competition of like her, uh, like her feelings, like you know, like so they sh- like that shows. I think that shows him being like because he walks away, he doesn't go into the room. He just walks away from the room to go eat by himself. And I think that shows him like giving up on the romance. And then later on, he's the one that sits down with her in that same office later and is like, Akira, listen, like coworker to coworker, like this, you need to like get real about this. Like you are not the person for Kondo. Like he just straight up tells her. And that sets a lot of like the cool things I like about the anime in motion because she then goes over to his. This is all spoilers, spoilers as hell, by the way. This is um, this is what triggers her to go over to to Kondo's house when he's sick from work, and um, and they. This is one of, like my favorite scenes is that where he she's like she's like why not me? Am I not good enough? Like what's wrong with this? I just I just want you to look at me only. Blah 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 blah. And he says he says everything from like listen. It's not. It's not that you're not enough. It's not that you're not pretty enough. It's not that you're not a good person. You're actually the best in all those things. Um, but I like we're just in different places, and like this is something you need to realize in your life. And um, and my favorite thing, my favorite thing about Kondo in this anime is that once he says all that, he sees that it's really hurting her. And instead of being an asshole and being like you need to go, like he. He like puts it. He like puts that barrier aside for a second and actually embraces her because he knows that if he doesn't show like a little bit of like kindness, like this girl might be like actually hurt for a really long time. So he so it shows that he cares about her in a very genuine way, but like not in a creepy way, which is which is very a very fine line to draw to balance on. And I think he does it really well. And I think from then on, um, she it clicks with her that this is not really going to be a thing that happens. 
and she she starts focusing on what's really getting her down and it's the fact that she can't do track anymore she has to go to, she has to go to rehab for it and the fact that because she's not doing track she's losing her friend Haruka who um, loves her and is hurt because Akira doesn't show any like emotion towards her anymore so that's that's one of my favorite scenes of the show I know people don't like that scene because like they're like they don't like the way that he hugged her when she was down but I think it was it was just a very caring embrace like it was just it was a hold to show like hey listen I care about you but we're not anything and even after the hug he says listen I hugged you as a friend and nothing more he even says that to her so like I like Kondo in the show I, I think he handles his his shit pretty okay he seems responsible um like we, we, we've had this discussion before many times already but like I, I I still question um like the social norms about it and maybe you guys can help me see like you know why I, maybe maybe my viewpoint is totally wrong but like um you know society puts like this number on like when you're an adult like when you can make a decision and it's like we've decided for some reason that the number is 18 like that's the number you know like um, you can't put a number on someone's mental maturity. Someone's mental maturity cannot be isolated into a number on an ordinal scale that says like one day you're a, you're a child and then suddenly the next day you're an adult. Congratulations. Cause I think it's naive to assume that those, that that is reality and, and more likely your mental state doesn't change at all between one day and the next day when you turn 18, you're the same exact no, person. But Tachibana is still very much a child. Like, she okay. tries her best to act like an adult, but she also has very She's naive, childish very moments. Naive. Yeah. Like, just, she will squirm in bed when she gets, like, a like a text from him. She will jump for joy. But um, when she, like, just hears his name. But the thing is that she's still in high school, and she doesn't have her career or life planned out yet. She doesn't she can't support herself she's still living at home I and mean, it's not a relationship that's going to work out because she's still a child who needs to okay so i mean i think she, he's talking about in general though, yeah i mean she, she so, so she's not a good example because i mean she's an example of a girl that isn't prepared to make adult decisions and she may be and she may be one of those people that i always say in my example i say okay well there are there may be people that are like 15 that are mentally very adult like they can make adult decisions even though they're 15. then there's like a 20 then like 23 year olds who still can't live who still can't make adult decisions i have co-workers who are like 28 they still live with their parents and i'm like well you're not an even adult yet you don't even pay your own bills so like you know i see 28 year olds that i don't think are adults and then maybe there are 15 year olds that are adults, but in this case, maybe she is someone who's underage who is not capable of making adult decisions. And when she, and it sounds like when she turns 18, which could be in like a month for all I know, she still won't be able to make adult decisions. I just want to make sure we're not like rejecting the entire concept of people being able to pursue another person simply because of a number. Cause I don't believe in that. Like I know that society says that's what it is, but like if you have a 17 year old girl who, I don't know, went to college early because she skipped two grades in high school and is is more adult than most of the 30-year-old men she knows, who's to say that she can't make an adult decision about who she dates? Now, this girl sure, in this dude. anime doesn't, yeah. she, this girl in this anime doesn't sound like she fits that bill, but I just want to make sure that, like, like us as hosts, like, and if, and, if, and if that's, like, the opinion you guys have, like, that's fine, but, like, my opinion would be, 
I don't want to say, oh, this so this this relationship is taboo and shouldn't even be is like, ooh, gross. Like it's like I make a weird face about it just because she's a few months shy of being a legal a, a legal adult. Like we've had this conversation before, but I don't believe in that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like the thing is, like, there's no way to argue that opinion because nope. everything is subjective. Every everything, everything, because there's a, there's an exception to everything. What's well, a moral um, argument? I think. Right. It's, yeah, when it comes, it's more of a moral argument, but also like I want to say, the only site to source is society because like studies show that you're not like mentally developed fully until you're like in your twenties, like mid twenties. I think it's like twenty seven actually. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. But um, but the, it's it's more like, because the thing is like, um, the way because like best case scenario, right? I think best case scenario is like younger the younger person in this is mature. And the older person, this is very kind and loving. But even then, like, to me, like, the reason I'm just like, damn, that's kind of, that's, to me, the reason it's a little bit taboo to me is because, like, um, the the younger person in the situation, like, depending on how everything plays out, like, they might never just, like, have, like, become the person they could have been on their own, which is, like, their true person instead of, like, instead of, like, like, you know, like, just being with someone immediately after entering society but like but then again there's exceptions to everything because then the person that they're with could help them become that person but that's why yeah for me at least so anyway my, like, my cat was about to throw up on the podcast table so i, <laughs> I had to take my head off and, 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 and remove him oh dude he, yeah i guess he and the youtube and now he's gonna so throw up on the, the floor and i forgot to move the the subject thing down the screen again because i suck <laughs> Oh my oh god! No. But yeah, so and yeah, but no, I I, I can't like, I can't argue your your chain of logic the same way you can't argue mine because like it's just like it's just subjective. It's all gonna be it's subjective. subjective. I mean, but there are people that would say like, oh, you're not 18, you can't you can't date an adult. Like you're not an adult because you're not 18. And I'm like right. bullshit. Well, 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 that's also the law though. Like it's you the, can't law, break the it's, law. It's the law, but the, there are lots of laws that make no sense. Like there's a law that says you can't walk across some state border with a duck on your head. Like there's a whole there's a whole book of laws that just make no damn sense. Yeah. So, but but that, but, that, but that's the thing. Though. Like if someone if I was 17, I wanted to date a 30 year old, and someone told me you can't do it because you're not 18. You can't say no, you're wrong. But they're right because I'm not 18. That's the law. You know. That's that's what I'm saying. Legally, they're right, but that's not that's not really, yeah, that's that's not really the conversation I'm having. But. Um, yeah, I know, but that's but that's what I mean. Like, but most of the time, I think most of the time when people are just like you, you can't date this person. Because um, it's, also it's also important law. to note that they never get in a relationship. No, they never. They <laughs> no, literally I, never I get do. it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, no, this, yeah, this is a side. This is a sidebar. This is a very like um, one-sided relationship. Like he puts her down as like a friend, but that that never develops. So and that's good. Um, that's good on him, I think. So yeah, it's, but, not, um, it's good that he's not a forty-five-year-old that would take advantage of such a girl because there are. For sure, plenty, plenty of men that would just kind of string her along until she turned eighteen, and then would jump on it. You know. Yeah. So. That's what I was very afraid of happening. Yeah, but that's what it, I didn't it, want to happen. Thankfully, either. that never happened. But um, I was just—I don't know. Like I felt so not really dissatisfied. I felt with a lot of like the characters' progressions, like. Like, I, I was not satisfied with Kase's ending. I wanted that to have a resolution, but 
I don't know if it, I know the manga is goes past this, I think, so maybe that does develop. But yeah. then, then we never mentioned Haruka, her friend who does try to bring Tachibana back to the track team. Yeah. And she does. I think she was probably my favorite character in the show. She's probably the realest one. I mean, yeah, definitely. because like, she's like, yo, like, you're supposed to be my friend. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but you don't talk to me anymore because you have this damn job and you're like afraid to run track. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, so no, I like Haruka too. I I don't know if I I personally don't agree that, that a lot of the characters like well no I agree that a lot of character arcs aren't fully developed. But I don't think this anime needed to have other characters fully developed that way. Aside mm. from Haruka, I think she's the only one that I think required a full arc herself. Everyone else was kind of like a really good supporting cast. Um, that's just how I feel about it. But it was just with how forceful they made like Kase got an entire episode of him trying to force her to go out on a date with him. And then it just felt like, I don't know, I was not satisfied with it dropping off. I was really confused about it. It just felt really pointless, yeah. that whole episode. But I, um, I, th- I think the point of that was just to show that she, like, she doesn't have eyes for, for other people. Interest in any younger men, right? Yeah, just to reaffirm the fact. Because she, like she doesn't like anybody at her school, and she doesn't like Kase either. So like that's right. why I think it's used to affirm her attraction to Kondo. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, so that's... So yeah, so I think in in like semi conclusion, like I don't think this anime, this anime does deceive you a little bit because it off on the cover you're like, okay, cool, this is about forty five year old dude going after, oh not going after like falling for like a seventeen year old girl and vice versa, but it really is just like two people that you know had their dreams a little bit broken, and they use their light in each other's darkness to like overcome themselves and then pursue their dreams again. Um, and because of that, I really do love the anime. And uh, so then, like, story aside, again, music, super good. The OP is really cute, animation-wise and song-wise. Um, I think the ending, though, the ED by Aimer is so good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. I sang at a karaoke a week ago. It's super cool. good. Yeah. Um, I love the music. I love the use of the music throughout the show. But my favorite part about the the show, though, is... The camera work, the the angles that they show to just instill you with a lot of melancholy. The rain in the show is a really good motif. Um, I love that they use the rain to signal trouble is coming, and then when the rain clears, things are re- resolved. Um, that's so yeah. So I'm ready to score the show personally. But score it up, my baby guys, man. Uh, me, my Peruvian pocky box. <laughs> Mandy, are you ready to score the show or no? Uh, I can say my closing thoughts. Yeah. I'll do it after you give your score, though. Go ahead. Okay. But yeah, so I, I, I think that this anime is a solid 3.5 out of 5 um, because it is, it's just it's just good. It didn't blow me the hell. It didn't blow me away. That's why it's not a 4. And even though the animation is beautiful, some parts of it are choppy. Um, but the music, the story, and the way they handle the subject matter is pretty good. So I, I like I want to give it a three point five. Um, for me, like I think it's very beautiful, and I think it's definitely worth watching just for the artwork alone. And it's it it's it's a very gorgeous anime, and the music's great. But um, I I didn't like the disconnect from the OP. Like the OP put me, I don't know, it was very misleading for me. Um, I was not a fan of Tachibana, and I it's always a problem for me if I don't like the main character. Because, I don't know, she she was 
felt so creepy at times too. She's very much a stalker and like she's like Loki a stalker, yeah. Very not Loki. Like she like takes his shirts and sniff them and like smells yeah. them. Oh, it's, I forgot all about that shit. Yeah, that yeah. shit was weird as hell. Mm-hmm. Like she does a lot of things. I'm like I don't know how I feel about this, but I mean her attraction to him is not unrealistic. Lots of younger girls have been interested in older men but yeah. um, and me as a younger man has been interested in older women too <laughs> i did like kondo a lot though i thought he was a great character haruko is probably my favorite but i felt I, I was still unsatisfied with a lot of character arcs like kase's i was not satisfied with akira and kondo's ending like to the entire show because i was confused about whether or not they're going to pursue their dreams and what's going to happen <laughs> but wait the um, two main characters yeah, like, I don't know. I was like, is she going to go back to running or not? I was confused about yeah, what I, the conclusion I, was. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I thought I picked up on it because she she, she, she picks up a, re, a rehab book and then she agrees with him to, like, check back in in a few years to see where they're at. Hmm. I don't know. I was also confused what that whole part was. Like, she's like, he's like, you know, they embrace at the end. And oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to give out too many spoilers but um yeah i was just very unsatisfied with a lot of arcs but i still think that overall it was um a decent watch i was not as much of a fan of it as enzo but um yeah it's very gorgeous though and i think i'm gonna give it a three out of five for me Mm -hmm. all right cool so what's your rating (laughs) um i don't have one I know, I know. But I, I think from sound from the sounds of it, I don't think I would have liked this show that much because I think I would have preferred them go down the dark social aspect of it <laughs> because that's <laughs> an un, a mostly unexplored topic. Like, you don't, you know, I want to see, you know, if, if you're going to step, if you're going to dip your toes in that swimming pool, I'd rather you just jump in because there are plenty of anime where, like, two people, like, like each other or they want to be in a relationship but it never happens like you know it's it it is what it is but like there's there aren't that many shows where there would be maybe social repercussions of two people dating outside outside of society society's social norms so i mean i think i actually would have preferred them explore that and and for all i care it could have been super dark like the guy could go to jail like i don't care like fine he goes to jail but like at least you explored it like that's that would have been what i would have wanted and i think based on I the begin based on the based on the beginning of the show it sounds like that's what i would have been expecting but uh it sounds like that's not what happened so yeah all right i i'm I always been night i would have enjoyed a lot more if it had a bit more of a serious uh, approach to that whole like um taboo <laughs> yeah exactly i'm always looking for you for uniqueness in shows like i want to watch something unique something that's interesting yeah. and new and i think that is, is is tough as that is to watch and how as as, as, as and as objectionable as it might have been it would it would mm. have been for better or worse a new thing like a different take a different angle on relationships so yeah anyway All okay right. so well we ran over again, but it's still we did a good job. So well done, team. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Next week, we are going to be, let, let's take a look at the website and we'll see if you go to <laughs> aaapodcast.com, you can scroll down and look at the, the painstaking section that I update every week that shows well, what we're doing next week. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Kokoku and we're going to be Ooh. doing classic stories made that we would like to have made into anime, which is suggested by Icy Rose off the Discord. So, awesome. and that's um, next Sunday. So, prepare thyself for that. Yes, we'll do. <laughs> and of course, while you're on the website, you can you can join the AAA. You can get all of our exclusive hentai episodes where we talk about naughty things. Where we do our hobby addicts, which is which lately has been us talking a lot about video games and movies, and off, and, I, and also the after parties, which we're gonna do in just a few minutes. So. Just want everybody to know that that's available to you whenever you whenever you want it. Uh, any closing thoughts, my friends? Um, I love each and every one of you, and Aww. I hope that your work day is going okay. Do you want a pizza? I would love a pizza. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm actually hungry right now. All right, guys. Yes, thanks same. for listening so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Love Bye. You